Yeah, man. What's happening, everybody? Fucking the homie Rodrigo's back. <laughs> Live from uh, the shit-talking shelter. Uh, no, it's uh, number two shit-talking shelter, because original shit-talking shelter is uh, at the homie Fraker's house. And uh, that's who our guest is today, Justin Fraker. He was on the third episode, I think, right? Second um, or third. Second or third. Uh, sorry, forgive me if I forgot, but you know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm actually doing the podcast and listening to it's happening live. But nevertheless, Fraker's here. But let's get out some uh, information, some shows and shit first. Uh, for all you guys that uh, listen to the What's Up Full podcast, and if you don't listen to it and you never have, fucking, um, you're going to check it out, man. Check it out. We have a live uh, uh, podcast tomorrow, a call-in podcast with Sin Kirin from uh, the band Ministry. And uh, it's funny that Fraker's one of the biggest fans of ministry right here because I remember in uh, high school in the freshman year in Mr. Andrade's class, in algebra class, I used to fuck with him all the time, poke him and shit, and he'd be looking at him, what the fuck, dude? And uh, then he'd see me wearing a dancing shirt and shit, and this motherfucker had a ministry shirt, and this fool would always talk yeah, shit. Yeah, sure. Oh, horrible shirt. Yeah. How uh, fucking Al Jer- Jergesen, Jergesen from uh, ministry will fucking beat up Glenn Danzig from <laughs> Danzig. I was like, fuck that, dog. Fucking Glenn Danzig. Banzig go fuck that fool up, and then uh, Al Jurgensen's gonna have to go call his mother. <laughs> but nevertheless, we have a live What's Up Fool uh, Colin show tomorrow, Wednesday, October 5th at 12:30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And sitting in with us is gonna be the guitar player of Ministry, Sin uh, Sin Kirin. And uh, you can call at 323-282-7424. And watch live at www.youtube.com backslash ATC. And not ATC like the ATCs they used to ride back in the day. Illegal? Yeah, nah, not like that, dude. Now they got four-wheelers. Little babies get killed on them. Oh, dude, it was fucking horrible back in the 80s. So it's ATC, and the acronym is All Things Comedy. So yeah, man, please check that out. And that's tomorrow and shit with uh, me, Rodrigo Torres, Felipe Esparza, and uh, Sin getting uh, sitting in as a... is a co-host too as well. It's going to be fucking fun. So talk about your favorite band, talk about your favorite concert experience, or if you're not that trendy and you just went to shows because you're punk rock, talk about that shit and uh, call in, but keep it short. So yeah. So what else do we got? What else do we got? We have uh, Ontario, California this week, October 7th through the 9th. Friday and Saturday shows are already sold out, and I think all of them are sold out except for they added a second show on Sunday. And you can get your tickets at Ontario.improv.com and or go to Felipe'sWorld.com, and that's F-E-L-I-P-E-S-W-O-R-L-D.com. Like, you guys don't know uh, how to spell, and I'm telling you guys, and you guys are on the computer. Yeah, you know what I mean? I know it sounds redundant and, uh, I mean, even overbearing and shit. I'm over there, like, semi-nervous and shit. I don't know. We fucking... All right, I'm going off on a fucking tangent. I'll get right back to that shit, but the shit's been fucking bugging me. I fucking spelt my beer. I spelt. Spilled my beer. You threw your beer at me. Yeah, I didn't even throw it. I just fucking clipped the fucking edge of my fucking knuckle. I feel like wrecking... (laughs) This fool said uh, big old Paul. It's funny that he's saying that shit because I feel like wrecking Ralph. I'm all big and running into shit. (laughs) I'm like, motherfucker, lose some fucking weight already. God damn. But it's not that. It's just like everything's all convoluted on top of my fucking... um, what is this, like a countertop right here in the yeah, kitchen? That's exactly what it is. Yeah, right here at, uh, you know, uh, Shit Talking Shit uh, Shelter Studios, you know? And um, there's like a fucking... Tan Wreck-It Ralph. A Tan wreck <laughs> Ralph. Yeah, he's bronze. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a fucking, like, little fucking... Spins the summer in <laughs> uh, Speakers, headphones, my laptop, a bong, um, bill of bong, the clothing, uh, the recorder, the headphones, the fucking everything, the whole fucking shebang, you know what I'm saying? The whole nine miles, you know? 
all types of shit and fucking it just boom. I knocked it over and fucking spilled it on the floor. This fool and all that shit. So I'm like, fuck. So now I feel better, but now I'm resting so my got fu- on my face, dude. <laughs> Sorry about yeah. that. It's like fucking took it to the face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, who, 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 you know, like Jill Kelly back in the day, Ray Lean, you know what I'm saying? Asa Carrera or Asia Carrera. That was a bomb ass uh, Asian back in the day, huh? Now she looks like one of those old ass Asian ladies at the massage parlor. Oh, come inside. So, yeah. So now we're back to square one. I feel so much better. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Ontario Improv this week, 7th through the night. That's, uh, I'll be opening up for Felipe Esparza. There's going to be a surprise feature, so you guys will have fun. And they have one more show left on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, and what else? There's another show that we're doing, and that is in Virginia. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be fucking in Virginia coming up on. Uh, it's going to be, uh, the show is at the Arlington Draft House in Ar- Arlington, Virginia. And that's October 14th and the 15th. I'll be hosting the show. And um, come out, man. We're going to fucking have fun. Any info you guys need, go to felipesworld.com. I already spelled that out. And that's killer. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, La Cucaracha Pest Control. Yeah, that's right. La Cucaracha. La Cucaracha. Um, cucaracha, like, uh, what are you, li- what are you, what are you giving me a little bow like I'm a fucking idiot? I'm over here trying to entertain the populace. Come on, give me a fucking second. It's funny po- when people. Po- 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 what? Po- <laughs> Your little cousin. Oh, yeah. fucking a uh, poach. Yeah. Oh yeah, like cucaracha. Uh, this fool right here, bringing up old shit. Um, it's funny when somebody knows you like a long time, they can look at you. My motherfucker, stop being that. Oh, yeah, I know when he's like 13 or something. <laughs> Joe ass up. Nah, and uh. And uh, just, you know, fucking they look at you like you're cheesy and shit. I'm just like, I'm trying to get a good show going. All right. Enough with the fucking yip yap. Let's go. Come on. Let's get with the fucking program, you know. So, yeah. La Cucaracha Pest Control. They're based out of Los Angeles. You can find them on Yelp. And their phone number is uh, 323-221-7666 for all your pest control needs. Spiders. If you got a fucking spider that's bothering you, you know, a raccoon, a fucking roach. You got that elusive roach ready to lay an egg because each roach egg has about 50 roaches, right? And those are going to have 50 apiece. So that's an exponential growth. So this is how important it is not to have roaches. How important if you want to get rid, get the cucaracha kid. And that's right. Uh, Mondo will take care of you. And that's uh, right there in Los Angeles. La Cucaracha Pest Control, man. Hell yeah. So uh, hope you guys are doing good. I'm over here trying to like fucking scan my phone and get the rest of the advertising shit. I was like, fuck, I should have had a list. But again, too much shit on the countertop. So we have a... Right here, we have a 101 Printers, and they're in uh, Hollywood, and they're located at 4959 Hollywood Boulevard, uh, Los Angeles, California, 90027. And they offer all types of printing services from black and white copies, color copies, stickers, posters, postcard size flyers, banners, and mounted posters. All the screen printing uh, services uh, from t shirts to hoodies to girl tees. Um, and yeah, you can get a hold of him through PayPal. He's giving me that look again, fucking freak. Or you can get a hold of Jimmy. He's a man at Jimmy at the one one printerscom That's Jimmy J I M M Y at the one one printerscom One one. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. It seems like I'm trying to make the fucking amount since all long. I mean, we. Yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm just, I'm just in the man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 101 Printers, man. Those are our two sponsors, La Cucaracha and uh, 101 Printers. And if you guys want to um, sponsor the podcast, you know, hit us up and shit. And yeah, that's all this fucking cracking. What else is cracking? What else? Like what, else? Uh, what all would be included in that package? 
And like what if package? I wanted, if I wanted to get advertised on it. And advertise that, well, there's a, you could do it per show, or I can bundle them up mm. for four shows, and that'll be a better price. But we discussed that okay. only through contractual services yeah, yeah, over the online fucking message <laughs> board. You can uh, hit up, uh, we have the podcast, we have, you just hit us up, right? <laughs> One way or another. Just, Fuck you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> this fool, get me all uncomfortable. I was comfortable, I was uncomfortable. I then curious, I was comfortable, like, curious. Yeah, curious, curious is making me uncomfortable. And now I'm uncomfortable again. You know what I'm saying? People, it ain't easy doing this. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get it cracking. So, yeah, so our guest today is uh, none other than um, Justin Fraker. He uh, has been a guest on the podcast before. Uh, and, yeah, dude, we're going to fucking have some fucking fun, dude. Fucking, mm-hmm. you know, bringing up old shit or whatever the fuck we got to do. And, yeah, man, fucking, I hope everybody's doing good out there. Keep shining in this tough presidential uh, time. Um, it's crazy out there, folks. You know what I'm saying? Donald Trump's saying that if uh, he don't win, you're not ever going to see him again. So let's try to get the guys at the Electoral College to not vote him in. You know, I don't want to see him again either. You know, I'm getting tired of that guy. So hit me up on Facebook at Rod Torres Jr. And Rod Torres Jr. only being because they, somebody already took Rodrigo Torres Jr. That's back when I got on Facebook like seven, eight years ago, whatever the fuck. There's probably thousands of you, dude. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought I had one of those fucking mm-hmm. names that nobody no. else has. What, fool? Uh, oh, one cool less, fact. Maybe less than other, like, Hispanic names or Mexican Hispanic. names. It's actually of Germanic ancestry, dude, so oh enough with that fucking Spanish bullshit. Well, <laughs> two mainly has Torres as the last name down here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm fucking with you. But, uh, <laughs> no, but that is true, though. It comes from Germanic ancestry, and the only reason I know that is because my uncle went to Germany, and he got a little thing, and he gave it to my dad. Oh, Rodrigo. The name comes of Germanic ancestry. Oh, Rodrigo, I thought you were talking about Torres. Oh, Torres. No, come yeah, on, bro. Like it's from Spain or some shit. You know what I'm like saying? German my ass. <laughs> oh, how nice. And, uh, yeah, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. Oh, yeah. Rodrigo. Uh, that's the name of the navigator on fucking, what, what was uh, Christopher Columbus's ship? When they Santa Maria. The Santa Maria. <laughs> yeah, 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 fucking, yeah. That was the name of the navigator. So, um, like, uh, like, uh, uh, like uh, Joey uh, Diaz uh, told uh, me one time. Now I'm named after the rape boats. <laughs> this motherfucker, like Joey Diaz told me one time, yeah, Silent Bob, you're full of a bunch of useless information. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's useful sometimes. Yeah, like if you're doing a fucking podcast and fucking, you know, <laughs> like some say, yeah, dude, he's a good bullshitter. Fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, you are, that's, that's, <laughs> I would say like that's probably one of your specialties. <laughs> I don't bullshit. I give you nothing <laughs> but fucking like, facts. You could hear it right there. Events, pinpoint fucking deal with topics. Facts, huh? Yeah, obviously. We can twist them in bending only according to the I just law. just speak colorfully. Exactly. We don't break it, though, you know? And, um, yeah, so he was, Justin Fraker was a guest on uh, episode two of the Yeah Man podcast, and we got into, uh, you know, a bunch of cool little topics. I think the best one was the for little word called love, huh, bro? We didn't talk about love, but, you know, the shit we went through with uh, women. Um, women, girls, whatever. You know what I mean, <laughs> women. When you're all fucking, dude, older me, girls. You never say, oh, older we, women and shit. Right, like we're like almost forty, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was not gonna be like, fuck you, like not like you know, getting out the age part of going. You know, I don't but fucking like, feel fucking thirty eight. Uh, I, I don't either. I mean, uh, you you know, some of our mutual friends or friends we went to high school with, they definitely look like they're gonna be forty Someone already. Like, forty. Yeah, they're not happy. Oh, dilapidated and you know, messed up. Hi, I feel the knee, man. Ever, dude. <laughs> if I'm at fucking one eighty, I feel it, bro. Like. I feel it in my knee. I've been bending over for not bending down, bending over. This fool. Where do you work at, dog? What are you, a gimp? San Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> right there, putting his little cell phone in his prison pocket, oh, making man. the call and shit. But yeah, man, um, I don't know. Yeah, I just man. have fun. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, have fun. I don't know what the fucking secret. Not that I fucking like, you know, one of those fools that's a freak. He's 40, but he looks 20. Go, God damn, dog. You know, who looks like that? Like fucking dude from uh, Emmanuel Lewis. 
Uh, what was that TV that, show? That, that fool's dead, isn't he? Oh, he no, did die, huh? Did and that was a like. But <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? That's what they say too. I'm like not if, laughing because he died. Like, yeah. That's not what I'm laughing if you're at. chubbier or whatever, you have a full face. You look younger for a longer time. They say like uh, the secret to William Shatner. He's like 80 years old or some shit, or pushing 80. He um, never gets. Um, he gains some like one or two pounds incrementally a year, just so he his face can look fuller and it doesn't you know um, get all wrinkled up. I mean, I don't know. You think that's true, or you think when his wife died in that saying, pool? You're saying he works out his jaws a lot. Like, <laughs> no, I'm there. not saying that. Now you're fucking. He's got, he's got mouth exercises. <laughs> you're fucking uh, twisting the facts right there. Really twisting them. But I was gonna go into I don't some even other. Think that's a stretch. No, you don't think. Nah, like, come on, he could, he could get a trainer to just and just a trainer how to how to uh, work out his face. You don't have to fucking. Oh, you're talking about work, I'm over like here work, talking literally about, working out his face. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. you were talking about working out. You know. Taking it to the face or the jaw or whatever you know what I mean. What? That's what? I don't know. Fool. That's, I'm on por- porno thought right now or porno oh, mode. I don't even. That's not even porno. That's like what? <laughs> for some people. I yeah. mentioned porno stars earlier and then fucking the gimp. So I'm just all in that little fucking, like fucking um in Spanish. One time, me and my little cousin were all talking about sex, and the other one looked over. Ustedes están enfermos, way. He's all, you guys are fucking sick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the little fool. The little, the little <laughs> no. The dude that told me he was like. 25 and me and I was that time I think I was like 32 and my little cousin was like eight or nine he's just full of a bunch of crazy shit <laughs> and um and, and Mexico it's a trip because not if you have money or unless you have the hookup like those cousins that I have in Mexico live totally different than here because those fools drink at an early age super mm. early like they're already oh, full-on yeah. drunks at 16 you know what I mean yeah, yeah. not that we're we weren't full-on wanting to get drunk at 16 they could just have the access to the alcohol right away yeah, we yeah. had to go pimp beer Go to fast trip right here. Or wait for a fucking or dude. Or <laughs> yeah, when we're on the beer run, but that was, that, I'm gonna be one of those dudes. But that was mostly you guys. So, um, <laughs> but we have to pimp beer. And if anybody doesn't know what pimping beer is, like when you're underage, you have to wait for a homeless guy. But it's funny because nobody will sell homeless people shit. Or what? like that one brother is out there, you know, asking for a little bit of money. <laughs> but you hook him with two dollars. No man, I need five dollars, and I get you that twelve pack. No, but we want an eighteen pack. And then that like, fool suggests he makes money on a daily yeah, basis. Doing but he'll suggest bud dry because it's cheaper he'll make that much more money but but dry will get you fucked up more so back in mexico they don't have all that shit but if you have the hookup like my little cousins um those fools got to virginize early like at 12 and shit and 13 that's, and like nine it's like abuse dude. <laughs> what do you mean abuse but by a chick because one of their well, dad's I, homies like, what do you think I, <laughs> oh, that, oh, that goes out at the schoolyards here yeah, at school yeah. these days you know look at the teachers getting them young you know <laughs> Man, that shit never happened in high school. But in Mexico, like if you have the hookup, like they, they, my uncle knew like a rich dude that had like his whores lined up all over the city, like over there. Not that in Mexico it's cool or whatever, but like it's culture. It's a little different. Yeah, like yeah, if you yeah. have money, you know, you just keep it away from the house, just like for fun. It's like playing cards and shit. But you can't do that here in the states. And not that you know you do it anywhere. It depends on how you're raised or whatever. Right here, I mean, you know, sharing a bitch. Are you, are you, you can't condoning? Be, no, I'm not condoning it whatsoever. What I'm I, alluding I think, to, I mean, honestly, I think it's probably more honest, right? What? Be, yeah, it's more on if you're into that shit. But no, if I mean, you're not, I'm not, you don't have to be into it. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> generally speaking. Right, right. It's like you know, like um, it's not like um, it's not it's personal. It's not per, nothing personal, just business. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they had it's like, like a fuck messed up way of thinking about it. <laughs> but yeah, like. And it's funny though because he the dude would pay out the chick. Um, to fuck the de-virginize his kids. His son. It's like a rite of passage. Yeah, him and my other cousin, and my other cousin brought the other cousin and the little one. But it's funny because the little little one, he wasn't. In. He's like, no, no, no. He talked all this shit, but he wasn't ready to get his noodle wet, dude. At like nine or ten. Yeah. And, and I was like going, these motherfuckers never hooked me up, but they're a little bit younger than me, so I wasn't like around the whole mix. And then when it was all cracking in Mexico, dude, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. So. So what are you saying? 
I mean, it would have been cool. I mean, I didn't get the version I saw. I was 25, uh, dude. You know what I mean? I was like, fuck. But mostly because I was afraid and shit. And yeah. like, you know, that or getting a chick pregnant. Being that fucking idiot in high school. All little. All with your little baby and your fucking, you know, girl. You, you know, you, like high school. Uh, 25 is like a lot after high school. Well, what I was saying is I was afraid to have sex in high school uh. because, you know, like the whole thing. You see those fucking things in sex ed. Like, don't get so we had a, We had a class. Where it was what? moms and the babies. Yeah, well, no, we didn't have a class. It was no, an actual no, orphanage, yeah, not yeah, an yeah. orphanage, but a, a child <laughs> <laughs> at Norton Vista High School. All right, Paul, this Paul is 1998. Like, we went to high school from 92 to 96. She graduated high school. She was four years old. She started, but she was two months. <laughs> like, what the? Yeah, you know shit. what I'm saying? Didn't She's even go genius. to. No, 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 no kindergarten, no nothing. All the way straight yeah. up. You no, know, she did it in two weeks. <laughs> Absolutely, she's at Harvard now. You know, <laughs> was a shining star. You know, but if you guys don't know, like, I mean, I don't know when it started, but it was already there. Um, and like the girls that got pregnant in high school or, or even before that, like on summer break or like they got pregnant in the eighth At grade some point during their four they year would, tenure, there were girls that were freshmen that had babies, mm-hmm. dude. And they would have a little like a childcare there to help the moms out that way they can stay in school and get their uh, high school diploma instead of doing it fast and getting their GD or not doing it at all and saying, fuck it, you know? Mm-hmm. So what do you think it was? That's pretty progressive, right? In a sense, or is that, no, 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 or is that hella inner city? What do you think? Oh, but I, I, I couldn't tell you because I only went to I went to the three schools like right by my house. Right, like, right. Me too, dude. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it is, though. I mean, well, I mean, what else are you going to do? And pro- what's the what's the turnaround or like um, how many of them actually graduated? I don't know. Dude. Like I bet I you the success I c- rate. I bet you it's really low, too. Yeah. I think a lot of those. Uh, uh, but at I least I'm saying it's still good. Cause there's the, something the ones there. That, yeah. The ones that they probably ones that made it probably wouldn't have made it otherwise. No, you're right, dude. So, yeah, man. Fucking. So, ladies and gentlemen, fucking, you've already heard his voice. You've heard his voice before. Um, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Justin Fraker. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. man. Yeah, man. Lay my burden down. Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I'm gonna lay my burden down Down by the riverside Ain't gonna study war no more Ain't gonna study war no more Gonna study war no more
because they had the modern cameras and those dudes were like doing their own shit. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, they were in the production world, but they also wanted to do their own stuff, and that's what was a little short that they were doing. So that was cool. But I mean, I like it was professional, dude. The director chick. You know, not the director chick, the just the director. director. <laughs> and what the guy, what, what was the cinematographer, what was that guy called? Gentleman? The, the DP? The, the DP. <laughs> Double penetration? <I> <laughs> <laughs> the uh-huh. deep penetration? <laughs> VIP, you know? No, uh, and that's what? The uh, director of photography. Okay. All right, so director of photography, I trip, he always kicks it next to the... Um, He's the one that's in charge of the camera. So, oh. Like, uh, the shots. Composing I'll, the shots, helping him compose and light the shots. Because... So like oh, no, go on, dude. He's like the authority when they're setting up the camera. Yeah, because he was pretty assertive in that fact. I was like, damn, yeah, bro. Yeah, he, like, cause, well, he's running, that guy, he was running two cameras most of the time. I don't know if in that scene that we were shooting or no, not. No, but he had two. Every yeah. time they would shoot that one, they would prep the other one to the other side. Okay. They were always like, going uh, in steps. Most of the 20 days or whatever, um, we had two cameras going at the same time. And he was pretty much, we didn't have Corey the whole time either. Simultaneously. Really? Yeah. How, would he just set up the other one and he'll do that one and then he'll he work? He'd press record and record. And because uh, we could get. Two angles, we get two angles, uh-huh. you know, um, setting it up like that at a time, because it's super low budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you said what it costs, twenty like G's or something. They're like all pro- professionals. Though. Those dudes, they yeah, they work yeah. on features that are well, like, real well, ones. I worked with them before, like on shorts and, and stuff. They they actually do. Uh, Laura directs shorts for. Uh, she's done a bunch for funnierdie.com. Oh fuck yeah! And um, that was a director. Yes, director. And she was super cool. Yeah, and she was like, and, I, holiday. and it was awesome because the way she um. The way she carried herself, and I know the the star of the of the 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 feature mm-hmm. was a British chick, but she had that. She was super cool British, but you know when British people snap, they like lit. She had that like fuck, dude, this bitch. But she kept face and like kept it pro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Didn't like you know didn't you know you know how yeah, when people no, get uncomfortable in projects get, by the end you're like everybody just like let's just get this over with and there's like almost no talking because everybody hates each other. Homegirl had mad composure, dude. But the British one looked like a fucking handful. The star, dude. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I, I have non-disclosure degree. <laughs> Do you really? No, oh, this fool. And um, so he's directing. So the director of photography is always next to the director controlling the camera. Because it's weird. Because when you, you see the, on the go between, like the director doesn't t- doesn't need to touch. Really? Yeah. Like um, he he shows them. So yeah. And then they they go, they go back and forth. So okay. So that's just a title for a camera guy, right? And he's that's he's the, the the head of the camera department because it's like that's that includes like you know it'd be separate departments, but like. Uh, they're all involved with the picture, like so lighting, mm-hmm. electrical. So we go, you know, director's the one that says yay or nay on how it's set up, the lights or whatever. Oh, really? The angle. And then the then the. If he said say no, then you know they would talk and work it out to where they got the camera with the DP, okay, the director of photography. And uh, on big bigger productions, there's um uh, like the camera assistant. He's the one that actually like is moving the camera around and doing all the stuff on the camera. And the DP is just like telling them how to set it up. And then the director's having the final word on the shot. That's it. I thought, th- cause you know, when they show like, all right, for instance, on Twitter, they have history and pics every now and then they'll show a picture of like Scorsese doing fucking casino. And he's all sitting there on the little chair and yep. he's behind the camera looking at, so well, he's, he's just, that's like, he'd be previewing the shot. He's not like shooting it himself. Oh, I thought, they, they I, and it's a, funny. They have, they have a separate photographer for sure. Like that's, all, that's like, a whole thing that I never knew. I thought like, that was like, a, the, that's a big deal. Like, yeah. Like the director or when they show Woody Allen, he'll be sitting there with his little one eye closed. He's, he's giving like, he's checking out like what they got and like and approval. Because, yeah. Cause all the, he's in ch- making sure he's like, his job is to make sure this thing gets done, done right. Like, so he's, he approves like, and, all right, so and it's weird because I'm, I'm coming in here like a retard, and I've always watched movies. I've never really. It's different for every budget, like uh, and the lower the budget, like the more unorthodox I think that it will be. 
Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like as far as like, because there's. I don't know. Uh, extrapolate that or expand, I guess. Well, like uh, for bigger budgets, they'll have money for they'll be able to fill Everything. all these jobs. Yeah, like and then it's not that they micromanage, but there's a lot of bigger. You get bigger teams, you know, and um, when you're when you don't have a budget to hire enough people, then you're on smaller teams that you have to work more efficiently. With your time and everything, and then yeah. And one thing I, and, but I never knew that like the direct. I thought the director was the one filming the shit. Around. I didn't even no, know no, that. That's DP, the DP, and then you know, can, there's the whole camera crew. There's really? Like, the, I mean, you know, I knew that, but I thought like the just, main. Just the camera crew. Ugh. There could be like, I don't know, four or five, maybe even more. I'm sure, like especially if it's film or something. Yeah, I was like, because I always thought that the director is just behind the camera the whole time, and oh, he, no. he has the biggest they, one. They there's usually, a bunch of smaller they, ones. Nowadays, they they have their own monitor, like. With and the screen of what 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 they're watching, and, and since it's digital, you know they could they could play it back afterwards, right? Like after they do a take. Like. And it's funny because the, with the now you mentioned that because fucking uh, I went with Felipe one night. It was a couple right before we went to West Palm Beach, and he was on uh, George Lopez's show with um, it's uh, him, DL Hughley. No, on that night it was a uh, what's his name, uh, Charlie Murphy and uh, Eddie Griffin, mm-hmm. and they're doing the it's a comedy get down where they record the shit like after they do, the, what they do after the they do their show on that tour. So it was cool, like, like Felipe played. Yeah, dude, yeah. totally. It's gonna come out on BT. Oh, Felipe okay. plays a character, like he invites him to go get uh, Bud or something, and then to a club, and like he did. A, they did a, a day with Nate Diaz too, so it was super cool. And um, he goes in there and like uh, says what's up to like a Cuban guy, Econio, like in Miami, and the dude knocks him out, and it was totally cool because they have him fall in one of those like uh, those air air beds and everything. It was t- it was awesome. But the shots, it's funny that you say that. That was director. I forget get his name, and uh, I apologize, but if you guys see it on BT, Comedy Get Down, um, the uh, director's an Asian dude, like an older dude, but he was t- – and this dude was like a samurai, dude. <laughs> okay, no pun intended, but he was like just fucking on point. But it's funny because they had a digital screen outside of where they were recording, and they had the cameras going, mm-hmm. like two or three of them. And, dude, they had like a sound thing all done up. They had producers chilling in the chairs, yeah. like – Dude, like 10 to 8 or 10 of them. Yeah, dude. And they had that same camera that the director had. They were handing over their suggestions. And the director's like, put the camera here. Telling Eddie, you stand here. Like, it was kind of, I was like, dude. And now it's all coming uh, full circle with what you're telling me. And before, I mean, I just thought it was a fucking full with the camera. Light, a boom guy, a a gaffer or whatever. You do a lot more pre-production, too, on bigger budget. Because you have money to spend time on, uh, so like. And what do you mean by pre-production? Like for the. Getting it ready? Well, like breaking down the script into scenes and shots, like organizing it to where you actually you can know how long it's going to take you to shoot it, where you have the locations, all that stuff. Like, um, and that's uh, whose job is that? The producers, the, the direct, the director, and probably the DP. Okay. They would go over it and break it down into shots, like how many camera setups and how many we'd have to shoot each day, what location where that's at. Then the producer would probably be the one that would be uh, landing those locations or setting up. Like making sure that they had, say that say they had the whole production had to travel or something. Maybe they wanted to find local sound guys or lighting guys. Okay. That producer would set all that stuff up financially, you know, like um, book it essentially. But uh, yeah, if you have time, then you do that stuff. So you pretty much by the time you get to a feature, even low budget, you have to do something like that. Oh, awesome! And it's funny because um, when I walked in on oh. the ba- in the back room because it was all the setting was like a board meeting or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, the DP dude with that other little uh, the skinny brother Corey, mm-hmm. Corey, Corey, <laughs> he was cool as fuck, dude. Um, he um, they were they sketched out where everybody's sitting. Oh, did you and, see uh, that Dylan had a the notepad? I and I didn't. He, draw, he draws I a really rude, rude like rough drawing layout of the floor or the room, uh-huh. or the scene basically, and then and then he starts uh, marking like. The different setups, because based on like 
all the lines that need to be covered. Right. Like so, each character gets you know their coverage if they're speaking. Um, so he does like he marks out like all the possible ones and then makes sure that they get each angle so that when they edit they have the whole scene covered. Yeah, so, and that's yeah, like so that's why we we sat there all day for just doing like you know maybe a five minute scene or something. Oh, that was crazy too. Everyone was like you know not just one angle behind the side the yeah, front there, well, the there's back. There's a lot of people in there and there was like a lot a lot of different people delivering lines. So like just want to make sure that you got a close up of them delivering that line so that when you get to editing you have something you can cut you know keep it more interesting whether it all gets used or you know obviously they don't have to use the whole thing we shot right. all day that'd be like an hour of like five lines or however many lines and what's up with those cameras that those fools had i mean because obviously with technology they're getting smaller and stuff but they, they, they were uh, just dslrs but they he had um he hacked them to this is gonna get real nerdy but fuck like that it's all good like, uh, like, uh, they hacked them let it out the, the software they just put they uh, installed pirated software basically pirated like i uh, just uh offline or whatever yeah well it's um customizable like it opens up unlocks all these features and he, so we were shooting with uh 4k like raw um like high resolution with those cameras like that they, they normally wouldn't shoot at with regular software really like but so you, you can't, can but, but you can't we couldn't preview the shots like because it it just wouldn't play back like um so we didn't know we'd have to make sure that we we, had, we did some testing to make sure everything worked right but uh like so then even when he gets it off the camera like he has to go through all these different steps to get it to a, um, a video format that you could actually edit but then when you're done editing he could take all those uh compressed versions or whatever you know different video format and then go back to the original ones and color correct them because they got way more color information so when they do the final color grade of it it'll be from those raw video files it made it like I've seen some snapshots, just sort of screenshots from the footage that was uncolored, and it looked awesome. Really, we were shooting with those. So, like, giving it that other color after you, you well, run it, it just has way more. It captured way more information for each frame, like um, so way more color information, like way more detail. Like, really. Um, so what the the I mean I'm going now the pixelating. It's is it's 4K. It shoots it at 4K. So like. Uh, and this is with the pirated software. Yeah, or like the the hacked software. Okay. You know. It's yeah. not like a, it's not like it's paid software. You're not supposed to like if we if he sh he told when Corey's first day told him don't sh like shut it down this way like you have to do it you have to shut it down a certain way otherwise it will brick the camera like and you have to send it to Canon to get it fixed because of the, it's just like a bug or a cork. Oh really? With the, but, but would Canon get mad? Go you hacked this or would well, they yeah, know what they did? Well yeah, you have to pay for them to fix it. Like, oh yeah, they okay. Would, so so they're it's not covered in warranty and they're not they don't want people doing it. I guess. Right. So that so that specific software that he hacked to get better uh, quality picture or yeah, where's that from? Where what 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 camera does what, it come on? Uh, the the DSLRs Pat like the I don't know I'm sure the all of, I know the Canons probably all have them. Um, it used to be called like I don't know uh, like. I don't even want to say like Black Magic or something like that, or Black Lantern or something um, that would unlock a bunch of features that weren't. They were there, just it wasn't built into the regular software. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> this fool, he ran out of gas at that then, dude. Fucking help me know, fill my like moped. Nerdy. No, that's fucking awesome though. It's like shit that fucking the normal uh, layperson wouldn't understand or know. Uh, but thank well, you very also much. Also, the because um, we're shooting two cameras and a separate audio um, setup. Like, um, we had to figure out a way of syncing everything. Like, uh, and I found this product these German fools came up with. It's the size of, like, uh, like a little candy box. And a, and a <laughs> headphone, like, and what, a Cherry Clan or something? a headphone jack plugs into it, and it keeps, and it records uh, analog time code to the DSLR camera that is in sync with my audio recorder. So 
when we're done capturing all the footage off the camera and the audio device, we put it in the software and it goes and syncs it all up. All so you have, so you have, in essence, you have two recordings, the ones from your sound and the one from the camera three, that are three, pristine. Three, it'd be three recordings because there's two cameras. Okay. Oh, so that's one, right. Two, and then my recorder of the audio and the audio on the camera that gets dumped and replaced with my audio. The software does that automatically. Really? And you, and you guys mix those down at the end. Yeah, well, then, then, yeah, you do a bunch of stuff with that. That's like, it's like, uh, you have to do like something like that. Like when we were shooting, I would, uh, I would clean up all the dialogue. So like all the stuff in between, um, uh, the lines being delivered and right. like, um, and cutting in between the different shots because we're recording audio every time, uh-huh. like making that whole, whole thing, like, uh, get rid of all the extraneous noises, clean it up towards just nice thick dialogue, distinguishable dialogue. And then I would go back and, and lay in like a, you know, office background, like, and maybe some light traffic. Um, really? Yeah. Just to, to, to fill, fill in the whole space, we give it the depth because the dialogue just center. It's, it's just mono. You know, one voice comes from one place. Unless you're in a room, it has reverb, but that, like, um, but the sounds like they give you like sense of space or in stereo or surround, you know, and that whole theater experience in essence. Yeah. And like, I'm not recording that on set. That's all post-production. Yeah. Like you, you mix in stereo recorded material like that, like room tone. Wow, dude. I didn't even know so that. It's like, like a process. There's like, you know, like more budget, the more stuff you can do, but like, uh, and that's just basic, like on a low budget. Yeah. I do. I would, project. Uh, any, sh- uh, like dramatic or like, um, scripted, uh, project i mm-hmm. guess a narrative or, or whatever like um a story story yeah like it it would be, get that kind of treatment like to make it more cinematic like that wow so all right cinematic for, for sure like it. but uh if it was a documentary or i mean even they do that stuff too on those but not not as much you know it's mainly just to make you like not think that something was weird that it wasn't recorded or something <laughs> and it's funny too to be uh when you do see those hardcore like like for instance like those old school b movies where they just recorded with one camera and there was like and maybe a boom or like that, those uh, those old dynamite, uh, dynamite. Well, they still they still added stuff in post. Afterwards. Oh, really? Audio, Even yeah, those they had to, they had to, like from for the most part, yeah. Otherwise, it sounds horrible. Well, it just would be really really flat, and it'd be one signal, the, the mic, the boom mic. You know, back then, like they don't have like labs. Even labs, all that stuff you record on set is just dialogue. Oh, okay, like, I feel you. Because you can. Do all the other stuff better. Because even those, uh, I was gonna do, what I was gonna mention was uh, that um, the old Dolomite um, videotapes that I've had, I have, uh-huh. and we used to watch. And like on a couple of them, like you know, they had music Petey, afterwards. Yeah, they, you know, no, Petey Wheatstraw. No, what I was gonna say that that too. But if you <laughs> in some of the scenes, in the karate scenes, where he's like doing karate on some fools and beating them up, Dolomite is comedian Rudy Ray Moore. He, um, you can see like the boom right there in the shot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so no, it's, it's like. But it's t- but also too like even those ones they added shit post. You I, think? Like well they for one they did the, the obvious ones they added music afterwards like you weren't hearing it being played on set, you know when that like the theme you know the soundtrack. All right then that okay like and superfly style. Yeah shit. yeah and uh, you know you you would add other stuff yeah for sure all those movies did. <laughs> yeah I thought it was just like your motherfucker with the fucking boom or maybe some of that stuff was it. like left in mono like they mixed it in mono um, for like television or whatever but at the time. But, um, yeah, they added stuff for sure. Right on, dude. Yeah, man. So what the fuck do you uh, do with the... <laughs> what do I do? I mean, hey, I know you, you do. You want to hear... Fun, like, uh, Tell so, me, fool. Yeah, We're uh, all ears, dog. Like, uh, there's there's all these nerdy, like, Star Wars pictures of the set, you know, like, from, <laughs> during Star Wars. And there's this one... Uh, I'm not even sure where it was. If it was in California in the desert or if it was in the Middle East. But uh, 
There's a there's it's like a almost like a crane shot like it's from up above. And this is old and school Star it, yeah, Wars or new 70s, school? Like oh, okay, the ri- 70s. OGs. Yeah, in the summertime in the desert, and uh, the whole damn. it's like the overview of the whole scene, all the crew and everything. Everything. And there's the boom guy, <laughs> like with this really long boom pole, and he's got these little tiny pink shorts on. Shut I up. I swear to God, oh, and that's all he's send wearing. Send that shit to hey, me. It's this full fucking. No, he posted it on my Facebook um, page, dude. And he's like, "So, Franker, look at that, you dude. Is that what you do?" <laughs> <laughs> like you, you look at the picture and you instantly know that it's this Star Wars because it's like you see the you know C3PO oh, and stuff in the picture, but then you your eyes are automatically drawn to these little tiny pink shorts oh, on, on totally. this dude that has like a 20 foot boom pole with a big mic on the end of it. Like he's just like right on, the, and he posted on there. And I was like, oh well, dude, what a dick, dude. Like, oh, that's hilarious, dude. Yeah. Who the fuck was that, dude? It's hot, dude. It's probably really hot. <laughs> oh, imagine, dude, the oh, fucking dude. Imagine C3PO. Crazy. They put oh. that little British brother. Little, Oh, man, no wonder he's so skinny, dude. Dude, that's crazy, man. That's fucking uh, nuts. You couldn't even get away with that stuff nowadays, man. You don't think so? No, you could. Oh, they fuck. They get um, away with it. Dude, I've, I've been on some sets that are like, you're like, oh, this isn't. Dude, come, um, was it right after that feature? I think it was right after that feature. I did this. Uh, it was one night, all night shoot. Before, um, I don't even know if the guy was getting paid by the company that makes Call, for du- Call of Duty or whatever. Oh, wow. But um, he does a lot of the voices. Or he does some of the characters for that video game. <laughs> and dude, he's like, so he's like, I don't know how old the guy is, but he's like older dude. And we shot, like, a, he, we got this sports complex in LA that has like this, it reminds me of the Santa Ana River bottom, you know? Like a, <laughs> Why, it was dude? just Because there's just this little dirty little river going through these <laughs> trees right next to like a eight lane, like, uh, highway or something. It's not river a, bottom a, style. Yeah. Like Underpass but, and shit. And we had uh, assault rifles with blanks and we had a sheriff out there. And like it was crazy how like, and why was the sheriff out there? Just already well, you, you you're ordered. shooting live. You're shooting ammunition right there next to a fucking freeway in the fucking sports L.A. sports complex. Oh like, wow, okay, I didn't fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, but it was honestly like, they're so they're like when they bring stuff like that on set, like um they have like a, the the um, the arms handler or the gun handler. Oh like, wow. even he, when they're blank, just because there's oh, dude, fire. Dude, if you have a gun on set, like. Like any, just because there's gunpowder in there? Even if it's fake, like one that looks realistic, you still like there, there's a gun wrangler and he. Really? Even low budget uh, movies and shit? Oh, dude. Like Everything? By law and shit, I bet. Or just unless you're. You just got to do it. Like it's like that's where that's where if you, you don't have enough money to at least pay for some of that stuff and you want guns in it, then you need to try and find more money. Like there's, <laughs> there's like bare necessities. Like just. I think. To rent the officer, right, too. I mean, shit. Well, like, uh, to even to get the officer or just try and do really? it without, like... Solicit that shit through the city or the county or whatever the fuck? Yeah, like, you just get him, but he got he got him, but it was like, I swear to God, it, I felt like it was dangerous, dude. Like what? Like, in what sense? Like, well, when you shoot a blank out of a gun, like, um, the, the, the way it works is, like, there's a little wad or, or there's stuff that keeps the, the shot in the shell. Like, it's not a bullet, but... Just fragments, I guess? It's, yeah, it's like a little tissue wad or something or something... Barely keeps in it, but that they're still projectile. Like that's how, um, like Brand, Brandon Lee and like. Um, but he really died from a real bullet, or was that bullshit? Or was it? Or I, you know what? I, either way, like um, right. even, even that's just a good case. Like um, for instance, know, that's that's why you have a gun ha- handler. Make sure like there's no live ammunition. You know, right before then, they hand them yeah, over. And, to you and, and like so, like I mean, they did all that stuff. Like he had guns when they weren't when we were just rehearsing stuff like that, and then um. And he would load it and then hand it to the guy and say he's handing off a live gun. Uh, everybody would get ready. But um, we, we were doing this till the sun went down. and Damn, all day. Huh? It was like, oh, well, we, we started at like eight or seven or something at oh, night. Wow. Like, um, it, but it was like, it's just, 
the guy who was the main actor, the voiceover guy, um, <laughs> he was direct. He's the director, and so the first scene when I got there, like um, he runs up with the gun, but it's not loaded, and he's like talking to this other dude, and it's all crazy and chaotic, you know, like it's a, it's a commercial for the video game, a new version of it or whatever, oh, damn. basically, um, and uh, I was just like, oh, whoa, dude, we're gonna put, like we're gonna put blanks in it and hand it back to that guy, like, and so we, this guy's like <laughs> running through bamboo, like shooting wildly towards all of us basically in our direction oh my god like uh and we do this bunch and bunch of times like uh, after the first time we did it i got video of it i put it on instagram like uh i was behind this big thick palm tree and i had my mic over here because it's like that's not gonna get replaced like um you know it's really super loud be that close so it's not that great audio but anyway so i put the mic down and um and I put my hand out with the, with the phone around the side of the tree. And he's like, you can see it go. Are you like, serious? The little things? Not not necessarily projectile, but like because uh, the load that they put in there, they wanted more light out of the barrel. So oh, my God. Yeah. Like, so, but they're running around doing this. I was just like, oh, the whole night. I was like, and so after the first take or the first setup, like um, I made sure I was like well behind. Like where Something. The, where, no, where, where they were going to be shooting at. Because I didn't need to be in front of them to like get the right sound. Fuck that! Like, get so fucking hit with a piece of metal in your dude, fucking they, eye. Be a pirate. Yeah, this one, there's one shot where there's three of them walking through this little. And grant you, this isn't like well-traveled traverse, tra- traverse or terrain. Terrain, yeah. That we're walking on, like this is runoff water, you know, like. And um, so we're like fucking quicksand and shit. All in there. these like cameras and stuff, lights in there. Probably like twenty people in this thing with live ammunition. So it's just it just felt sketchy, dude. Then we, then, we went, <laughs> then we went to a hotel right down the street. And um, we were in this room where it's this guy that's supposed to be like all sweaty and paranoid and like Vietnam the, vet, you know, like the classic the guy, the guy that was shooting off all the live ammunition. And we're like in, stuck, <laughs> Psycho. In this, stuck in this hot fucking little hotel room with this guy's going like, you know, like not like speaking with his body language. Restless you know? and shit. Yeah. Like just I don't, I don't know. I made up all these stories because I seen him do it like 50 times. You know, like <laughs> this time it was like something different that he was like, are you serious? He's like, Man, I really gotta take a massive shit right now. I hope we get done soon. Or You're lying, dude. Like in my mind. Oh, I like, like, he's not like he's not like recording anything. Like um, it's all like, like just dialogue, like from maybe a couple lines, but that's it. Like it's mainly like I was there, you know, recording. He would have been a good actor in the silent movie days, huh? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like uh, it, was, it was pretty crazy. And there was like the uh, so the girl that was shooting guns with him. She's like this um, younger blonde chick. I think she's from Canada or something. Hello, and, um I don't know if she she. Done, acted that much, but I don't think she's ever shot in any weapons off like on camera or whatever. But uh, it was funny just telling him like he's he's like I, I, like he was just getting so pumped up like and telling her like all uh, aggro like, and shit or what? Or like in a good way, it. like positive way, like telling her she's doing good. This is exactly like it was just it was crazy. Like she, this little chick with a like assault rifle basically like shooting a- aimlessly at us like and then delivering these lines all tough and then him as soon as he said cut like. He'd be like, yeah, country. Like, it just, it was weird, dude. It was weird. It was but awesome. it was cool. Like, it lo- I'm sure it looks awesome. Like, oh, I, like even just a little video that I, sh- that I shot on my phone, like, I was like, oh, dude, like, I know I'm probably in the danger zone, but, like, this looks, like, <laughs> really cool. And I think it's all right, because there's, like, I mean, uh, sheep in the herd or whatever, but there was, like, a whole bunch of people that were st- standing there. But, um, so thanks for all the talking, dude. So, <laughs> this got all low right now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. could anybody see that? Has it came out yet? Um, no, I, this is not that long ago. Like, um, but yeah, I haven't heard anything. And what's Usually. up with the uh, with the feature I was in that you hooked up that part for? What's they, what's, uh, what's the title of it again? I totally forgot. 
daddy's girl and daddy issues it was kind of like a what like a like a take on train wreck or something but like the british low budget version yeah (laughs) like uh what dude (laughs) um there's some really funny people in it too like um some of the girl actors well most people in it are, are female right um but uh, Laura's met like some really funny people that um, he had. That, that Argentine s- fool was cool. Argentine. That fool. the skinny dude that just got married, he was opposite me by the window, and there was a couple dudes in oh, there. Okay, I, that, I think that, that was the only time that guy was on the set, right? The, oh, really? Yeah, that day? Okay. I think yeah, yeah. Um, and I then there was another dude that was like an improv and uh, that, had a podcast. Uh, <laughs> that that dude said some funny stuff like he that did? later on that day, like. He got this is like the last stuff we shoot. He looked like a substitute teacher, man. No, no, he's cool, dude. That guy's oh, okay. cool. Like that, and like you know we, he, we he, played, we played. Uh, it was the rest of that day that you were there, and uh, yeah, he you looked know, like a start, nineties you know, porn star. Started drinking. Oh, really? Like a, that in this, you know, in the script. Oh, like okay. A, so we we were shooting the stuff at the end of the day, like when all three of them are like drunk in a broom closet or whatever. And it was it was, it was pretty funny, dude. Yeah, you like, did say some he, funny he, shit. Yeah, he like improv. Like it was. Really good, but he's that dude's funny. Like at the rap party, he was like oh, one of the cool, first dudes there. Like, and he was smoking some weed, drinking a little oh, drink, see, drink, and he was like, uh, he was making me laugh, dude. Like he's he looks like know. one of those dudes that'll show up early and shit. But yeah. I didn't see him as a partier. But then, like the more and more I looked at him, he looked like a '90s porn oh, dude, star. Like, the funny thing was when, uh, and shit. We, like uh, so like. <laughs> The uh, in the scene, like at the end of the day, like when he's all drunk, they put him in a car. Finally, that you know, the <laughs> British girl on Tanner or whatever. License uh, to drive, bro. And, uh, so I, he had the mic on him still, you know. So as the car's driving away, I'm the only one that like on set that can still hear him besides the guy in the car with him, you know. And um, he'd be like, "All right, now take me to TJ and let's get blowjobs." <laughs> I, I, I started laughing. Everybody's like looking at me like, "What are you what laughing fuck? at? What is is he saying something?" I'm like, "Well, no." And then he come back and be like. What's up, man? Like you or me? Like, he totally fits a profile now. Now it's like I have not that I didn't have respect for him, but no, nah, he was saying some funny. Like he said some <laughs> funny things. We did it like four or five times, you know. Like each time it was like a different line, and I was like, and he, he was you know trying to do himself, by, and he knew I was the only person that was hearing it, you know. So yeah, you get like yeah, it was you, funny. You hear somebody laugh in the back and uh, give you like a little bit of fuel. Yeah, I'm not even in the background. Going. Like I'm like across the parking lot, you know, like probably <laughs> seeing you in the rearview mirror, yeah. mirror cackling and shit. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was funny. Like that, that was. That was probably one of the better, like, um, it was a long day there, but, or we spent the whole weekend there or something. Dude, I was there from, like, 8 in the morning till 5. I was like, Jesus oh, Christ. Wow, check you out, dude. No, I mean, <laughs> and I don't want to say, but you know, just doing that scene, so it yeah, didn't yeah. get tiring, and uh, I was like, damn, and then, you know, I got to do a show, but it's like, you know, not not that it wasn't shit, but, you know what I mean? It was still, like, you know, putting it work. What the fuck? Uh, Give yeah. me that weird-ass face. Because like, you could sit down most of that time. <laughs> <laughs> you still tired. You still get tired, I, I, dude. I give me a break. No, it's a long day. I'm one of those. That's what she said. I'm one of those dudes that, <laughs> that need like eight hours sleep where I'm just like, Ugh. I got to catch up like you know, yeah, an hour yeah, here, yeah, an hour yeah. there. Like, uh, you're one of the fucking, you get up on six and you're flying around like nothing huh? off. Coffee, so I'm either, four. I'm either like that or like I'm a total asshole. Oh, okay. I just don't. I just like I just like, cool d- I'm not even, I don't want to be an asshole. Just like give, give me my space. <laughs> like uh, you don't need to be fucking around with me. Obviously, stay off my boom, motherfucker. So yeah, and what do you do, Frickers? Like, I mean, you do a you. I mean, you do um, post production jobs and pre production. You obviously do during, right? And um, what, what are your specialties? I mean, you went you're uh, in school for sound, right? But yeah. still, you have a variety like of a other Pro things. Tools, like certification, like uh, just how to do uh, edit and <laughs> how to do stuff in Pro Tools, like uh, like uh, record audio. Like uh, I'm an audio. Uh, engineer recorders i don't know um okay. like uh i get a lot of production jobs i guess and then some 
those I get to do post-production on. Um, I don't know. Uh, getting better like each year. Hell yeah. What do you like doing better, though? You, do I, you like, mind like the, I like the mixture of both. Really? So yeah, you like yeah, that? Yeah, because like, uh, production, I get to go out, I get out of my windowless room. And then, uh, <laughs> the four and I, walls. You, know, you have to go somewhere. Like, uh, you meet other people that are doing that. You know, that's where I get most of my jobs is from meeting the people. And then. Well, what some people would call networking. Yeah, networking. Exactly. You're just in the mix, you know. Yeah, practice you're, opposed uh, to theater. And all that is, you're just like meeting people that are doing the same stuff that you're into. Oh, fuck like, yeah, so, yeah, and um, and then the other half I get to do at home. Like, um, don't have to drive to L.A. or whatever. Um, but I like the mixture. Like, uh, I like editing and mixing and stuff, doing the sound effects in the studio. And uh, But it's nice to get out of, it's nice to see sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> this fool, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Um, and you meet, that's when, like, you meet I, cool. I, got, I, I meet, yeah, I met some cool people by doing it, like, by doing the production stuff that I wouldn't have met if I was just sitting in a room editing stuff, like, G, you know, I went to, got invited inside Gene Simmons' house by Gene Simmons. Oh, like, and I remember you called me. You're all super excited about oh, that dude. shit, too. Dude, dude, look at dude. Oh, dude. It was like, it was cool, Because there was another dude, too. It wasn't Gene yeah. si- just Gene Simmons, oh, but no, like the we guitar did a, player. We, I did a re- interview with Paul Stanley. And, but yeah, and it, I'm thinking Ace like Freely, little, but I knew it was Paul Stanley. Yeah, Ace Freely was in the band. <laughs> they had uh, got rid of Eric, uh, oh, I forget his last name, but uh, they have a younger guy. He was, actually, I think he was... Uh, Ace Frehley's guitar tech. Well, that's how it usually goes. Yeah, yeah. Red Hot. Because he, 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 he knew all the songs already. Um, and he was good. You know, so, like, I th- I'm pretty sure that's the story with him. Um, the drummer, too, is uh, not... Uh, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank right now. What? Bob. His name is for... Uh, Peter Chris. Oh, okay. It's not Peter Chris <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah. But he, I heard a crazy story about Peter Chris one time that... Um, uh, Kiss was on tour somewhere in New York or something, and Peter Chris got sick or he didn't make it. Something happened where he couldn't play drums. The fucking uh, the drum tech fucking played the show. They just put makeup on that fool. Serious? Yeah, I dude. Believe it, I believe it. And it's kind of funny that you mentioned that too. That you know his guitar tech, you know, H. Freely's now he's in the band. But even with Red Hot Chili Peppers, they replaced John Fushante. I mean, f- uh, you know, I think for a while David Navarro and all that shit. Yeah. But with his guitar tech, that's who's in the band now. The last oh, two yeah. records and shit, and pretty much plays. Um, not almost looks the same, but plays just like him. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Protege, yeah. prodigy type, type uh, dude, um, and oh, that's what I wanted to fuck it. So, what the fuck was up with Gene Simmons' pad and shit? And uh, shout out to all the old Mexican lady veteranas that look like Gene Simmons, by the way. <laughs> you even got tattooed eyebrows. Give <laughs> 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 me a kiss song, bitch. Huh? Let me give you a kiss. Fuck uh, that. Gene Simmons, had, like, um, that was awesome. Like, Where was uh, that at, dude? In uh, Hollywood Hills. Did he see the whole family? No, nobody was there. He wasn't even there. Nobody, like, uh. I don't think I've seen anybody else in the whole house. Really? And who? What were you doing there? First of all, so like we got casing the joint, the behind the scenes for a documentary about this collaboration with between Kiss and this Japanese um, female pop group. Wow! That when they set it up, they weren't that popular group, but by the time everything got worked out and they actually had a song, and so the thing was that they work on a song together. They both perform on it. Um, they do a big music video for it. And like have a world premiere. Kiss goes back to Japan. Like um, they used to, they, they I, the, their manager told me that one time, like their heyday in Japan, that they sold like two point five million dollars and just in t-shirts in the first twenty minutes, opening the doors or Shut something. Shut up. Something crazy. Something up, crazy. Dude. Like and I was, he's but they hadn't they their Japanese market had backed off quite a bit, and um, he said he was walking in a record store one day and it, all he seen was just these girl pop groups. Like uh, in Japan, the manager in the record store, yeah. And he was like, 
we got to like tap into this, you know, like, a, like, a, like, a, like, yeah, like he's a, thinking business. Yeah. He's like, or, you know, we got to get kissed back on top. The, yeah. Like where's kisses piece of this, you know, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and, and built it's cool city. too. Cause uh, like a lot of them, they, they, they're very dramatic and like, or even like, uh, yeah, dramatic. Like to, they have big lavish costumes and they play characters, the, you know, the girl groups. Yes. And they're and a lot like similar to kiss. So like he's seen some wow. similarities already. And plus there were like four or five people in the group, you know, and they each had a character basically, or, or a role in the group, you know, like the leader, the, you know, the, the basic like social class or whatever for, oh, wow. for a pop group, just like kind of like how kiss has, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, the little uh, whole fucking, um, hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the so they, um, pole, you know? so we were uh, hired to basically film and document this collaboration between these two groups. So, um, and it got it, so it aired when they released the song. Um, it was like I think it was an hour and twenty minutes, um, and it broadcast on Japanese, uh, their, one of their broadcasting channels. Um, that I think the same night that they uh, played the huge stadium out there. Uh, Cheap Trick talks about it on one of the records. Like, uh, <laughs> what uh, happened, uh, dude? It's, it's a, the huge, huge venue, and uh, they were going to be headlining with that girl group, who by this time that they started working on the song was like the most popular group in Japan. Really? Like, uh, it was crazy, dude. Like, uh, I can't even tell you pronounce their name. Like, uh, Hiya! <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But uh, so these five girls, they all. So the first couple of things were just I interviewed Paul Stanley working on the song. Then uh, went to Gene Simmons' house, talked to him. He's more talked about more of the business aspect of like getting this whole collaboration to happen, you know. Like they they met with him, like um, talked oh, about wow. like they the broke type it of all song. down, the strategy, yeah, like, the yeah. marketing fucking Dude, plan. Like at uh, Simmons' house, we were in his office, and it's they called it the Kiss Museum. Like before, we got, <laughs> I was like, I was trying to figure out my what the, guy, the Japanese director, the guy. It's just me and one other guy that went there, and um, really, like uh, that was it. Like and because uh, his publicist or his press person or whatever, like was supposed to meet us there to oversee the interview with Gene Simmons okay, and uh, make sure everything went smoothly. And um, he got stuck at the airport and he called us like <laughs> 10 minutes before we were about Whoa. to get there. And the guy that the director who speaks all right English, but he's Japanese, like um, he's starting to get nervous because the guy told us that uh, it's either going to, it's going to be a good mood and you'll get a good interview. You get the stuff you want, or he'll be upset and like, uh, you won't be able to use any of it. Wow, like, so I'm gonna, that's what he was there to like help make sure that it went good. We got Smooth good stuff. Smooth it out and shit. Yeah. So he calls us 10 minutes before. He's like, you guys are on your own. Be on time. So we're like driving through the Hollywood Hills. He's like, looking at me. Like, I don't know. Like, I told him, oh, dude, like, we got we to gotta, go do it. We got to go interview him. You know, you're supposed to ask him. Like, fuck it, dude. Yeah, let's do like, it, dude. Just we go already there planned it. We waited. We waited down the street, right? Till we were, so we show up right on time. Not the coffee bean over here. No, we just like literally parked down the street with like, Made sure we showed up, you know. Oh, really? Damn, dude. We went up to the Fucking gate. Fucking stakeout over here. Went up to the gate, like, you know, and he, uh, it was him on the intercom. He goes, all right, just pull up. And as we pulled up, he was standing out in front of his door, dude, this big mansion. Like, I was like, I was like, grab, I was grabbing the Japanese director's arm, like, as we're getting our equipment out of the trunk. I'm going, dude, do you, do you realize what we're going to do, dude? This is, this is so fucking cool. And, and he's this like. Is, you, this was the first kiss guy? It wasn't Paul Stanley? No, it was, no, it no. Was it was, uh, this is the third thing that I'd gone out there to do. Oh, okay. Like, um, but Gene Simmons the first is the Gene fucking main, main dude. And we were at his house. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's not it, like you're meeting somewhere. Yeah, like the Paul Stanley stuff was in this really tiny studio in uh, Studio City. But it was like really nice equipment and with a producer engineer that um, they work with a lot, I guess, okay. recently. Um, and they were working on the song together. It was like perfect. I think it was right down the street from his house or something. So oh, cool. Like, you know, picks up the kids from school, comes in there. Anyway, um, 
I don't even remember where I was at with it. No, with the, like, you're all grabbing the director's arm, yeah, going, dude, yeah, fucking, yeah, this like, fucking uh, happening. He, he was like, trying to, he's like trying to calm himself down and calm oh me down. Oh my god! Uh, no, he goes, like, he goes like this. He's all, he's all Justin. He's all, I'm, I'm not a, a huge fan, but I did my research. I know. I felt like slapping him, dude. Because oh, I'm like, what a like, dick. no, because like, how many people would like kill like? I mean, uh, I, I like Kiss. I like Kiss. I hundreds always, of I thousands. Them, but uh, there are people that are. Like I can actually, we could probably say millions, huh? Oh yeah, Fuck, no dude. worldwide, like yeah, dude. And, and I'm, I fall on a small percentage of the like Kiss fan scale, but I thought it was fun, cool, and I was thinking like how many people that, like, so for instance, so the fourth thing that we did was uh, we we went to Vegas and they were doing a uh, like a week or something at the Hard Rock Cafe. They were doing shows like they had a whole fireworks like flying the through whole, the sky, the whole fucking whole shebang. Japan. So um. It's a funny story, dude. Like, uh, Go for we, it, so dude. We, the guy the night before we left, like, um, I figured he was gonna like. I didn't really have to talk to him that much about like how much I <laughs> paid. There was like at least a given that I was this gonna Jap- do, like, uh, yeah, per this diem. Is, this yeah. is a Japanese guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, per diem, you know, like at least cover Director. my daily expenses. You know, like, right. like give me give me a hundred bucks a day or something. Hundred like, yen. Just to travel to <laughs> Vegas, you know, like. Oh fuck and, yeah, and, uh, dude. Obviously the hotel room accommodations and um and then like my regular day rate, you know, that's what. And I was giving him a good deal anyway, just because I just wanted to fucking. I Be in the mix to, with yes, that shit. It's a fucking yes. killer I, like, project. Killer, he knew, he knew that too. Band. He knew that too. That's why he fucking like. A little dude. milestone in your career. So the day, the day before, the day before, like we're getting ready to leave for like three days for Vegas. He calls <laughs> me and tells me, "Hey, is this is this much okay?" Like it was. More than you, enough. You, no, no, no. It, it was really super, super, super low. Like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. He said, he, I thought you were gonna be like, dude. No, no, I'm no, no. No, no. Get that's like, chicks. that's what's so funny about it. It's like <laughs> you did that, it for but, pennies on the dollars. What oh, you're saying? Dude, I, like, I practically, I paid to be able to do this almost. You know, like that's how low it was. Like, seriously, like I spent all my money in Vegas before I even got paid. Like, oh wow. Like, cause and it didn't take very long. You know, <laughs> yeah, couple dude. Buffets, like. And, uh, you just supposed to have a couple buffets. What did you bring? Sixty well, like bucks. A couple days. Like, oh no, I thought you said yeah, a yeah. couple buffets. I was like, what? A couple? Yeah. Oh, no, of course, oh, yeah. Getting dude. food and stuff like that. Um, oh fuck yeah, but, dude. But we spent the room and so board and shit. We, when we got, Forget so I was a little it. bit. I wasn't gonna flake out on for one thing, and plus I wasn't gonna miss out on like spending three days, but you know, kiss basically. It's a good opportunity. Great opportunity. Uh, like awesome. If they think, even if I fuck up or like, or or like, <laughs> or I get really mad and I quit like halfway through it, like these are like I get to do something that not many people get to do. You know, oh, like fuck yeah, and so um. So I, I got like, I'm like, fuck you, you got me, but uh, I'll be there. Tell me what time I need to be wherever to meet you guys. So we drove out there, all of us. He got two other like uh, college students or something for free, I'm sure. Damn, I'm sure he slashing prices up in like, this for motherfucker. Like for an assistant and like, um, and then uh, just a runner basically, go get stuff that we need. Like, because we were like, basically had to be on our feet all day to like capture all behind the scenes stuff. Oh, wow. So, and they had this huge ballroom, um, huge green screen. There was probably like 50 Japanese uh, Ooh, bless you. Be one of those. Uh, lab- what the laborers. fuck was that? <laughs> uh, laborers, you know, like uh, they brought their own like crew people. Really? And, then, and then there was probably another, maybe thirty or forty local union. Really? Like it was gaffers. that elaborate? It was uh, huge. Elaborate. There was like the whole thing was is gigantic, and um, it's like sixteen hours. Wow. And like dude. so, I'm attached to the little Japanese dude with the camera and a cable <laughs> that's like five feet long. And a boom pole, headphones on. So wherever he like, goes, you're there. Oh, dude, and this guy's small, man. He was fitting like crowded <laughs> rooms. So at the end of the day, very end of the day. So after they all shot all their stuff from the green screen, you know, Kiss was in their costumes all day long. Shut the Shannon fuck Tweed, up, Shannon dude. Tweed came down and like we met. She, they, he introduced them to us. Super clue. Oh, oh, dude, there's awesome. S- yeah, and it's total professional because they're like obviously uncomfortable, like in makeup and those costumes. 
16 hours. Fucking it, yeah, like, dude. And they didn't complain. And then the manager kept coming up to me, and he's like, he's sweating balls because he's like, he's the brainchild for this whole thing, you know? Oh, and that's like, his And shit. he's seeing it all come to fruition. He looked like a, like a, if Buddy Holly was still alive, dude. And like maybe, maybe, maybe even Buddy Holly's son, like, because <laughs> he had the glasses and yeah. he was just, and he's, you know, like Mark Crampton's build, you know? Yeah. And like, um, solid. And, and it, yeah. Like, he, he, so dude, he was awesome, dude. I got really? his card. Like, he's managing him for like 20 years. Shut the fuck up. And dude, he was, like, if you didn't like Kiss, if you, maybe if you even despised Kiss and like you were up in the back, the, uh, the balcony, like watching Kiss play when he was up there, mm-hmm. you couldn't help but like, be pumped about what you were seeing because this guy was like it was all you know he's he's man he's holding this whole thing together you know like and um he's, he's been doing it for 20 years and so he was like he's so a jail we, so we look at so we pull up to to vegas we get our hotel room it's like i don't know uh eight or nine maybe at this time at this point um and then the, the man, i forget the director's name um he accused me of stealing something the very end. The for, fuck i swear to god up, that it was like a fight like Dude, uh, so I'll get to that story. Like he was like, it was a, <laughs> I'll never work for him again. But like, are you serious? I, I swear to God, I never would. Like, uh, he tried to send me a, he tried to uh, ten ninety nine me like, like for like three hundred bucks or something. Like, suck dude, my dick. Yeah, dude. like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. I, like, I, I can almost like, see you looking at the letter. Oh, fuck I, no, well, because he, he messed up. He messed up and didn't have me uh, give me social, my social security before he gave me my money. Because like, <laughs> he's only he's giving me like, dude, it was literally like if you worked it out for the three days I was in Vegas, I probably made like a buck an hour or something. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I swear to God, if that, like, uh, you're like Trump, you didn't pay taxes, dog. <laughs> dude, there was nothing left. And like, uh, anyway, so, like, uh, this fool, dog. <laughs> like, the, me, dog. so when we get to Vegas, we get the hotel room, and then this guy, um, uh, the director, he was like, um, you guys want to go over to the Hard Rock? I think Kiss might be playing right now. Maybe uh, we see somebody at the back door, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, does he really have this much pool right now? Like, does he in there, like? Because if Kiss is playing right now, like, up. and we get to go backstage with them playing at the Hard Rock Cafe right now, like, I'll fucking freak. I was not prepared for that. Like, yeah, was, a ticket I, like that will cost prepared. you a fucking fifteen hundred no, bucks. You can't buy what we had. No, what no. the access we no, had. No, no. Like, there is no. They don't sell that shit. Like, literally, they don't sell. I seen. <laughs> they had. That's no like. Uh, what is that? They, greet the, and meet the shit. Be, the, the meet and greet, the VIP, VIP shit. Um, I, I was in the back room with the kisses. They were getting ready for all that, and people were starting to line up for it. Uh-huh. I think it was. I think they each paid two thousand bucks, Shut and um, up, they dude. would come in. They would get ushered in to a room where they're all standing in front of a banner. They would individually like, hey, group photo, hey, maybe a couple signatures out the door. Boom. Boom. Five minutes. And maybe have like they'll have like a little bit of access to a little bit better um, standing area or something, or maybe if they pay a little bit extra, they maybe they get one of the box offices like up in the balcony area. Little whatever. box seats and shit yeah. or whatever. Like um. But uh, that and that was before they even step on stage, they made like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Fuck, you're lying, dude. So there, there was a, there was like two like hundred fifty people, like probably. And uh, so, um, do we we show up there and their managers right at the back door, and that's this guy, the director. That's who he's been working with on this thing. So he's like, he's like, oh, he flagged him down like right away. I'm like, I'm all dude, is he gonna recognize him? And then like he came running down the stairs. It's, like, it's a yes. doubt that you have that oh, this is I gonna happen, know, but it's I, almost not gonna happen. I mean, Who the fuck knows? Obviously, if we had access to Gene Simmons at his house, like just to meet him, like he's obviously in there. But like I didn't know who who he's in with. I didn't yeah, know his manager. Like I, you know, I don't low know who, guy bullshit. I don't know this Japanese guy that, that he's just dealing with. I, I don't know. But uh, it was the Buddy Holly looking dude that's been managing for 20 years. He comes running down the stairs. He goes, he's like, what? Are you, he's a like, park your car. What are you doing? I didn't know you guys were here yet. Come on. Parked the car, like uh, dude. He took us in the back door. We didn't have any passes on him, but he we he walked us past every single security guard, even the ones that were like, "This is my job. I can't let nobody." Right, back right, right. He was like, "No, 
I, like this is this is uh, I'm living here for like a week and a half with Kiss's um, manager. Like back up, I'm, I'll bring him back. We need to, but I need to get him in here right now. Like I was just like, oh shit! Fuck like yeah, that I, knew, awesome, I knew, dude. I knew the uh, the extent of like what was happening. Like and uh, dude, he took us up uh, to the uh, the VIP balcony where like um like Shannon Tweed and some of the closer Kiss people were th- in there, and um, and maybe Tweed. some and probably some of the people with Hard Rock or like um, people that Kiss do business with in Vegas, you know, um, the go to people or whatever. Yeah, so like um, they put shit. us all up in this box office. Fucking awesome, dude! Like most he, bitching view oh, ever, dude. Yes, and like, uh, you know, they're still flying through the air, fireworks, like big fucking uh, LED like screens behind them. It was like it was overwhelming how like awesome it was. Still, the shit. And the, the manager, he's going like this. I'm the best fucking band in the world still. And then like rockets would go. Like this fool was like, he would grab you and shake you and be like. Tell me this is the best. Like that's why he was like infectious. You were like, you're like, yes. He would convince you, dude, that this was, and it was like, it was the best thing I was ever seeing. Like it was fucking cool. And they would change it up every night because shut like, the um, fuck well, up, Because dude. dude, Paul Stanley was doing this shit with these ten inch heels. Like uh, he would put his leg in this metal cable that was hooked to the trellises with a motorized thing that would slowly lift him up in the air, back out over the crowd towards us in the balcony. There was a catwalk up there that they installed, so it would take him up there. He's just holding on. With one hand, his guitar draping down, and then he's got his the uh, ten inch heels, basically like the uh, like the equivalent of like a horse on a saddle, the, the, where you put your foot. It was like that connected to the metal cable, and he's like fucking a, foot he's, So he's hanging this little like and, and like uh, <laughs> dude. He goes to the catwalk, and he goes and he and he goes the up there, dude. Woke. And he's coming across, singing straight down to this like two thousand, three thousand people packed in this fucking room, and like um. It was fucking awesome, dude. Like I was like, oh, surreal. He's, huh? like, he's like twenty feet in front of us, thirty feet above the crowd. You should have like, blew him a kiss, I level, dog. I level, dude. <laughs> it was crazy, dude. It was so cool, dude. That's and, like, some fucking but shit, dude. We, um, the next night, um, or the next night, they didn't play a show because um, they we did that music video all day long. So they did the music sixteen hours in their costume the day after doing a concert there, and then they were doing concert the next night. That was their only night for a week. Fucking like show a, business at its finest. Oh, uh, dude. And the next night they changed it up because Paul Stanley felt nervous about getting on that cable, like going up there. Shut the fuck <laughs> yeah, up. Like it was dude. a little bit like he's like, oh, I'd rather do something different. Like it just didn't feel right. And you could tell like parts where he was like, because he's improving most of that, you know? Like, yeah, fuck like, that. Imagine maybe, that motherfucker falls. Especially if they cha- changed it up, you know? Like they were, that's, that's what they were working on. Perfecting. And some of the stuff was, some of the um, like visuals on the screen, if it wasn't them playing, like, some some of them we can tell they've had for a while, you know, but like um they're constantly like tweaking their tweaking the whole pre- yeah making it better keeping yeah. it modern and the manager the was time, like oh they did and uh, do the so the Japanese group they were fucking awesome too like they open um no that when we, when we shot the music video they um they were just kind of like it was almost like they were tourists but they were shooting a music video um, when they were in Vegas really? so they were like all tourist style you know like hardcore tourist style little cameras out and, and shit and like, and down like, Vegas shirts dude like probably 90 people were came with them you know like shut the fuck up well, between the, the camera crew and all those people makeup wardrobe all this stuff because their costumes are super elaborate by, this time, by this time they're the, the, the most popular girl pop group like teenage girl pop group there is in Japan so it's like like years later you know after they started with the tor- it comes with the and territory so, yeah and like um Dude, they were cool. Like, uh, so I did record interviews with them, you know? Like, um, the director asking them questions behind the scenes, you know? And um, barely spoken, like, they would have to translate all that. Or obviously, they don't need to translate for right, Japan. Right, they're doing but, it all yeah. in Japanese um, and shit. So, um, but uh, they didn't speak that, that much English. But uh, as soon as we were done, like, interviewing, they'd be like, oh, they, come to me. they call, kept calling me Santa. Because <laughs> I had this big beard. But, like, I was like, 
I'm like, I didn't know. You don't know how to take it. Like, are you saying like, I look like I'm like an old white dude? Or like, are you, you saying that? you want to sit on my lap? Are you saying like Santa, like gray beard or something? Or like, I don't know. But, uh, and, uh, they, they would chuckle to each other. And then they, they, they stuck their fingers in my beard, dude. Like we're all. Shut the yeah, fuck up. Hey, did that shit make you horny, fool? What did it make me horny? I was just like, I was, it was like a cool experience. Like <laughs> the, I, I'm pretty sure in Japan, like they can't just walk around the streets on their own just hanging out you know like and, and stick their fingers in beards yeah like <laughs> dude uh, beards of, of, of like crusty looking white dudes you know like um <laughs> but so they, they were all like it was they were super friendly dude and like that's um, awesome and they're all like giggling like yeah Japanese yeah, yeah. And, then, and, and then dude. um then night after the um the music video shoot the last night we we're gonna be there um they we all went and hung out with the japanese group watching kiss play and uh, they took us we were filming they were filming um during the concert so i didn't really need to record audio because it's you know too loud for what and yeah we're gonna use any of uh we, we just put a mic on the camera, basically, like, uh, and, uh, but, uh, we, I got escorted around with them, like, so we were up in the VIP balcony, and then we get ushered down, like, they would clear out a row of people that paid, <laughs> I swear to God, they cleared out a row in the audience, and they brought us in there, and then the Japanese girls got to jump up and down, like, on top of the seats, like, you know, we were helping them out, like, it was, and, uh, the people, like, you think that people would be upset or something, like, everybody around us, they, everybody there, it, it was, like, the coolest feeling, because, like, everybody there was, like, loving what they were watching right now like oh fuck they were yeah, everybody yeah. like because i don't know how much tickets were but they're i'm sure it's only like i think 2500 people maybe fit in there at the most like uh, it's not that big for right, kids right. you know you just do stadiums and shit like oh fuck but, um, yeah and they're only doing it for a week and yeah, so, been that venue and before. yeah yeah so it's you know cost money people wanted to see them you know like and fuck um, yeah dude and uh so like everybody around was super nice like uh, a couple guys that were in front of us uh this older guy uh probably husband and wife um they were, uh, they're kind of taller and they could see the Japanese girls on the seats and still not be able to see over them. They like duck down. They're like asking, you know, Hey, where are they from? Where are you, you know, we're from <laughs> here. Like, and they just, it was just fucking really cool atmosphere. The whole thing. Like it was all super friendly. And uh, dude, it was just, sweet. it was just positive. It was really, really cool. Kiss could have been fucking nicer. Like they were like the coolest fucking dudes, even to like the, the sound guy with the boom pole that put it in, in their face all day. Like that, you know, no other reason to really talk to me or, um, just be respectful you know like they could be i've had people be dicks before like oh um, fuck yeah, yeah dude, but um, fucking dude, second they, yeah. they had every reason to be grumpy at some point like they were workhorses you know and like the uh, day after the music video they were at the bookstore in the hard rock cafe first thing in the morning for two of their books that were coming out they were doing signatures damn so like it was crazy like it was, i was having trouble keeping up like because we we're filming all this stuff you really know? like because well plus uh, joey dockett and janet were out there uh, that weekend and uh, oh, Dude, it sucked. So What's I was up, on my Hammy? feet for 16 hours doing that music video behind the scenes, chasing this little Japanese guy around, getting made <laughs> fun of by Gene Simmons. He, 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 uh, what was he saying? Dude, fool? he called me. Like, so we, the last thing Let we did was, talk a, to you. was a photo shoot in this small little room. So they had they set it all up to where they were going to do the actual photo shoot of the two groups together, you know? And it's so, so it was all set up, really small room. I swear we fit like 60 people in this little room. Except the only place <laughs> that was clear was right around where the actual camera was pointing, you know, like where they were going to stand. And um, this little Japanese guy, he was like weaving in and out of people. I got this pole. Like, next thing I know, I'm like, I'm, my ass is basically right in Gene Simmons' face. Like, he's sitting, all three of them are sitting like in little director chairs or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, they're in their makeup. It's the last thing of the day, 16 <laughs> hours in. And we're all stuffed in this room. And my ass, like, I'm like, literally, my ass is like right in his face. And, um, and I turn and I see, you know, I'm just like, well, I'm sorry, man. Like, uh, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's like a long day or something. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I turn around. And I keep maybe for like another minute recording audio. And then uh, he kicks me with his big ass boot. Shut the, the fuck up. I swear up, to God. Man. He did. Because he didn't he have gave to move. gave me the boot. He didn't have to. <laughs> he had his legs crossed. You know, so he didn't have to move his foot very far to like 
fucking crack me in the ass. Crack me in the ass. I turn around and I go, and uh, he's all, I had, a, I had probably had this hat on, you know, and um, and my headphones. I'm like, I literally, I literally look just like this right now. And yeah, so he goes, um, so so what's uh, what's your like favorite band? Like fucking Mumford and Sons. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to fucking God, dude. I swear, oh, I'm not dude, lying. I'm not lying. Humor, I was man. like, dude, this is the second time that he made fun of me, dude. Like he made fun of me in his house too. What was the first one? When we were leaving. After he told us all this personal stuff about his mom. What did he uh, say, fool? Well, she was in the Holocaust. Like, she's a survivor of the Holocaust. And yeah, because I know he's an Israeli, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, he's Jewish. He's and um, and uh, his mom raised him. And she, every day she would wake him up early and say, like, you better get your ass up. Like, be thankful you're even alive. Like, uh, you know, and if you're not getting up and doing something, somebody else is going to be doing it for you. Like, so that's why he, like, gets up early every day and works. That's why they're, like. You know, work at, this work work ethic you is know? impeccable. It's from his mom, mom. So like, well, you know, this cool interview with him being real candid about stuff. And then um, when he was getting ready to leave, uh, it's just me and the director. So um, we told him thanks for being, you know, so nice and hospitable and uh, talking to us about stuff he talked to us about. And then uh, he reached in, gave the director a hug. And then when he came to me and gave me a hug, he grabbed me and squeezed me in. And he goes, he like whispered in my ear. He goes, um, I really like your show. And then like he let go of me. And I was like, I'm like looking at the little director because I don't even think he could have heard. What you know? like, show? And that's what I said. So I'm all, I'm all thank you, but I, I really don't know what show you're talking about. And he's all, Duck Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> I started fucking like, I started looking at the Japanese director like, right, right? <laughs> dude, I started dying, dude. I started dying. I was like, oh I was like, God, the coolest, he got you, It was the coolest feeling because I'm in Gene Simmons' house and he's making fun of me, dude. Like, oh, but like not yeah. being a dick. No, that's he's cool, like, dude. Like as if he's like you and me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, busting balls. Like, he totally, did it twice. Dude. It was really fucking cool. And like um, the second time I told him uh, when he said Mumford and Sons, uh, uh, fuck that band. I'm, all, I'm, I'll do my favorite band's Kiss. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, come on, save it. like save it. <laughs> I was like, All right, cool. Right now, you guys are my favorite fucking band because I seen you last night. You guys were fucking awesome. You guys, I like, I just had this whole like my Kiss story, you know, oh, like in my life, funny. like my Kiss, my Kiss story, like uh, Your Kiss moment. Yeah, it was fucking moment. awesome. Yeah, like uh, and it just. The whole thing was fucking awesome, dude. Fuck yeah. And how was it interviewing uh, Paul Stanley at the studio, dude? It was real cool. He was just... just Laid like back. A, what is that, dude? Is he... What is he, Italian or some shit or what? You don't even know? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Like, um, they all met in New York. Like, um, okay. Not that that means anything, but... Uh, and what are those dudes? In their 50s or 60s? I think they're in 60s, dude. Wow, dude. I think... I'm pretty sure. Still like, um, fucking doing it, dude. That's uh, awesome. Oh, dude, they're like... I heard a crazy story about Kiss 2 about this dude that was a... Uh, a driver for a uh, voodoo back in the day in the uh, in the bus, and that supposedly that these motherfuckers would have like limos with fucking um, hot tubs, and right after the fucking oh, yeah, show, yeah. like no, that, dude, the whole rock star. Think about it, like they stole two point five million dollars in t-shirts in like twenty minutes. Oh my god, like, dude. dude! Come on, of course. And, just and, like, and, 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 and he's business smart like that. They've got dude. When we were in the Kiss Museum, like Gene Simmons' office, it like literally has at least one of everything that they've copied or that they've. Uh, given a li- sold license to for kiss like so he had a refrigerator kiss in there coffin kiss a kiss coffin shut the um, fuck up yeah gene simmons bases like every single one like all the toys everything all in glass cases or like uh, set up it, it was like a huge toy store like adult toy store like but it was all just it was literally kissed from the day one like uh, i think he supposedly he has the upstairs too to it that uh that we didn't see but um that's where you go like the fucking uh well, the, the kids' sex wings. We started going up <laughs> the, the staircase, and that's where all his, uh, his gold, gold records and all that stuff was. Okay. And he showed us all that stuff. Like, it's insane. Oh, I like, bet, um, dude. And, um, and like, uh, I, was, I stood behind his desk where he would sit normally, you know, when he's working in there, and, um, and interviewed him, 
shooting from from his desk so like we got him with all the cool stuff behind him you know and um so like i'm, I'm standing behind gene simmons desk and he's like he's all telling, you guys can get something to drink out of the fridge right there uh, I was oh, like, thank, I, you know, I was like, thank you very much, but I'm not going to even open your fridge. Dude, like, respect. <laughs> like, that. I'll yeah, be like, yeah. uh, I'm, just, I'm just happy to be here, man. Like, I, I got something in the car waiting for me. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, can I get some of that string cheese, too? Yeah, dude, it was. That's for mom. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it was really nice. Um, he was super hospitable. Is he tall, uh, dude, or short, yeah, dude? Yeah, or yeah, they're all tall. Oh, like, really? They're all super tall, except for the drummer. He's a little dude? Little tiny, tiny dude. Shut we were, up, the photo dude. shoot, he kept saying, he's all, give me another Apple box. <laughs> <laughs> It did, it did, like, it was, it was so disproportionate, like, um, they would have to reset up the shot or whatever to get all, like, the nine people between the girl group and Kiss, like, it would, so they, like, they, it was just funny, dude, like, oh, and wow, they're all from, dude. they're all busting each other's balls, like, the whole time? From, yeah, like, they're from Queens or whatever, you know, like, um, from when they were, because they're all from, like, the same area. Oh, wow, the same and, borough? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the other two, the newer ones are, too. Like, they've known them for a long time. Oh, really? You know? So, so they're not they all, no strangers or whatever. No, yeah. They're all, they're all, all family. And when they're not, like, even because we were around them all day with their makeup and their costume on, but they weren't, you know, jeans, you know, a devil child or like star <laughs> child. They weren't that shit during the, when we were just hanging out. So they're busting each other's balls like, uh, like you know, like they were uh, teenagers and fucking in a borough in, in New York somewhere. That's um, funny, dude. Yeah, it's funny. And they were always bust on the, the short dude, dude. It was oh, funny. shut like, up. I, like, mad yeah, short jokes. But, and you know what, though? He's, um, I got the impression that um, Peter Christ just could not play a whole, the whole set that they still played. Like, because it's like... It's, oh, two and a half hours? I, I don't even know if it was two and a half. Maybe pushing two hours. But okay. it was like... It's not a normal 45-minute... It's exhausting watching the whole thing. Like, because they're just nonstop. They're, they're like, playing. Dude, solos and fucking lights and uh, pyrotechnics, like it's just f- elaborate. It was awesome. It's like it's like rock and roll, like at its finest. Good, like just it was just fucking so cool to be there. And the whole time, even the guys that were in the crew that not Kiss fans by any stretch, and you know maybe knew a couple of songs just from because they're fucking that popular. Right. Um, they were like, when I look over at them, they would be like, this is fucking awesome, dude. Oh, like, really? their faces all lit up by the stage lights, you all know? All into it and shit. Oh, dude, you couldn't, you couldn't be there and not just, like, be infected by it. It was fucking awesome, dude. And that's cool what you mentioned about the director, dude, that he was, like, so into it. Because to me, that's, like, a, the passion that you need for, like, little positions and jobs like that, dude. You know what I mean? He wasn't, like, um, he, he had, like, I know he had a lot of pressure on him. Because it was, like, a, a feature-length documentary that's going to be broadcast on national Japanese television, you know, like it needed, right. and we had a short window to do it in. Like, um, like by the time we got done shooting everything, the music video and all that, and before the single was going to come out, you know, um, dude, funny. So the last time I seen that fool, uh, <laughs> he, he, before had, uh, the great hurrah. somehow I, I, at this point, after going, experiencing all these days with him, like, um, I don't even know why I went along with it, but he loaded all being on, um, wanted me to do the post for it super quick turnaround and he wanted me to bring all my stuff my computer and stuff that's not like portable like um to his basement in burbank because he couldn't just like send the footage out anywhere because if it leaked like the kiss lawyers would shred everybody like i was like dude i, I can't i'm not portable and uh i i don't it's not going anywhere it's gonna be me you're gonna upload it to me and i'm gonna send it back to you and that's it like uh <laughs> like uh and I would be getting, I'm sure I'd be involved with it too if I leaked it. Like, this is not, it's not beneficial to me. And I haven't done that. I wouldn't do it. But he was like, nope, I can't. I'm, I'm just not going to chance it. So, um, like, for barely any money, he was like, the day before he's going to fly to Japan, I suppose they have it all finished to broadcast it. 
he that's that's the time frame he gave me to do to edit this like hour and a half long thing that half of it he chip skipped out and didn't ha hire me to come do the stuff and that was like super bad audio um he had all these other songs mixed in all the stuff for an hour and a half like commercial breaks you no know, intros outros like fucking um, an immense amount of stuff to even like all i'd be able to do if if it worked out you know best best case scenario would be able to go through it a couple times you know and just and that's it i wouldn't it wouldn't be finished by any means you know but i agreed to do it for like nothing and i get there set up and um and I, I, I probably spend like five hours working on it. And then he comes over and listens to it. And he, he goes, this sounds like shit. Mine sounds better for my video editor. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And like, I think, I think he felt my frustration with him. Like for like, I think the whole fucking thing, like five or six days total, I probably got paid like 500 bucks, dude. Damn. Like seriously, like it was like ridiculous. Overworked he, and underpaid. Yeah, dude, straight up. But like, he gave you that I, Japanese. He knew he huh? knew that I would do it. You know, it was like on his. I could see his side of it, but like, fucking scumbag, dude. You know, like, <laughs> um, but uh, so by the end of it, this is the very last day of the thing, no matter what, because he's flying to Japan with it. So he started talking shit to me, basically saying that it sounded like shit and it sounded better on his cheap headphones on his laptop. <laughs> like, I, I, I was just dude. like, I, I fucking like, I flipped. It was it was like, it, you know it, it might have been like um. It was like the day before Thanksgiving or Christmas Eve. No, it's Christmas Eve. I went out there on Christmas Eve, and I and dude, when he started telling me it sounded like shit, and he wanted me to listen to it on his his setup, and I listened, and I honestly could not hear what he was talking about, like the different, <laughs> like, and so um, I just told him, "Mama, you know what? You have nice nice holidays. I'm gonna pack my stuff up. I don't need your help, and uh, I'm gonna go." And um, and he like for example, like what you know, like what am I supposed to do? I'm all, dude, well, I don't know. Mine sounds like shit, so you got about probably 12 hours or something to figure that out. I, you know, good luck to you. I told you that I should, you should, by no means would have gotten done anyway. Like, it would just been gone over a couple times, you know? And um, so, yeah, I could tell he was real mad. He didn't help me take out any of my shit. I'm in his basement doing him a fucking favor by bringing all my shit there in the first place. You brought your uh, whole unmobile computer and everything? Everything. My You're speakers, my crazy. monitors, everything. All that heavy-ass shit? Dude, because... I just like um, at this point, I think I was just thinking like IMDb. I get to have like I mixed this thing too, you know, that got broadcast in Japan. A legit credit. But, but like at that point, like you're like fuck that, this. That's, yeah, or I should have been like fuck that. I should told him I wouldn't do it. I shouldn't have gone to his house, you know, because I wasted most of my Christmas Eve. The, um, the computer's not portable, so there were things that like I don't remember what went out like a port or something, you know, oh, like it's just stupid shit that I was just like, Oh dude, this should never even happen, you know? And then on the way home, this guy start, tries to call my phone three times, leaves three messages. I was like, oh, at this point I'm driving home steaming. Like the radio right, full blast. You're not there's answering no, nothing. Did, there's not that guy could be fucking dying from a fucking volcano. I could be in a fucking helicopter and I could actually save him and I wouldn't even think twice about it. I wouldn't even go in his <laughs> direction. Like this is how mad I was at the time. Like, so, this like, is Sparta, dog. so I just fucking like went straight to voicemail, click, 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 and then um, the, uh, the next the next day I listened to it, and uh, the first message was like um, it just it was really short, and he was like I could tell there was something up, but he didn't, he just cut it off real quick, and then he called back again and he goes, you took my fucking cable, like started accusing me of stealing, literally a four dollar and twenty five cent cable from Radio Shack, a Y cable. He said that. He's like, you, he's like, you stole my cable. I, I'd appreciate it if tomorrow you put that in the post, like in the post and mailed it back to me. That was mine. Shouldn't have took it. And I'm like, dude, I literally had like three huge crates of my equipment. You know, however much it was, the speakers and everything, you know, thousands of dollars. 
and he's he's like accusing me of stealing from his house this like three dollar cable, <laughs> which I knew I didn't take. I left it on the table. I knew I did, cause I was like, fuck, I'm not gonna give this guy any. Like he's the fucking dick, not me. Shit, I not, thought he was gonna be saying on the voicemail, "Come back and I'll give you five thousand dollars." No, dude, like um. So he he <laughs> literally he literally talked shit to me for accusing about me being a thief, basically. And when I heard that, I was like, "This motherfucker, dude!" Like I I feel. Uh, Toru, that that Toru is fucking name. Toru. Right? And uh, Toru. I, at this point, I was like, I was getting ready to get my car and, and drive, if he was still back there, you know, like I was. And beat him I, up I, or no, what? No, just confront him personally. Are you like, are you serious? You fucking after all this shit, do you fucking rip me off and get me to do take advantage of me because I'm a fucking Kiss fan? Like, um, that's how you fucking do me. Like for a couple dollar cable, you could fucking piss on it, you know, you fucking <laughs> dumbass. And uh, but I was gonna give the, him a the, piece the, of the, my the mind. Ne- the next <laughs> message. Was very quietly and humbly going, um, Justin, uh, forget about that. Uh, the last message. I, um, I found the cable. Have a nice holiday. Bye. I was like, this motherfucker, dude. Fuck you. What a bitch, Fuck fool. You. And then he, and then he uh, tried calling my phone for like two weeks after that, trying to get my social security number. For uh, it. So he could send me a W-2 for like $400. I was like, I was like yeah, dick. I was like. My dad's like, hey, you know, kiss my, dad's my like, ass. My dad's like, he's not gonna turn it into ninety nine. I'm gonna do it for three hundred bucks. Like, you fucking kidding me? Like, I, I'll pay back tax on it. Whatever. Like, just stupid. Like, like you. It literally, you don't even have to claim something if it's under a certain amount. You know? Uh, five hundred bucks. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's like, and it was and well under that. So I was just like, you. It's like a fucking dick toro. <laughs> that's funny, dude. That's my and, uh, story. <laughs> that's a crazy ass fucking story, dude. That's fucking awesome, dude. And uh, what the fuck? Oh, what's up, fool? So Joey and Jana were in Vegas. Oh, the same time you were. And those yeah. are some friends of and ours. So, they yes. moved to Kansas. I've known them for as long as I've known Rodrigo. Oh, yeah. dude, fuck crazy. And um, yeah, I mean, they were staying at the uh, stratosphere. And so I was talking to them during the day, you know, whenever I can get away and like check the phone, you know? Yeah, give and, them uh, little insights and shit. Yeah, like, uh, and plus they were coming up there and they were already getting fucked up all day. Like, and, uh, <laughs> so, but Joey was supposed to come pick me up at my hotel. And he forgot. No, motherfucker, 16 hours all day on my feet. No drinking, barely any food. You know, I just. Cause we were on the on the run the whole time, you know, and um, he's too he's like uh he's pretty much super drunk and um, <laughs> takes forever, forever. Like I told him, well, I'm just gonna start walking towards you guys, then you know come down the strip. I walked like another two miles or something before they caught up with me to pick me up. So after 16 hours of, uh, on my feet all day, I walked two miles down towards the strip. Oh my! And then and then God. Joey picks me up. And we're like swerving all over the place. Like it's crazy on the up. strip. Oh, fucking shit face, dude. I'm like, what the Cops fuck? Cops everywhere. And I'm like looking at Jenna and, she, and she's so drunk that she's just laughing about it. She's not even like scolding him or nothing. <laughs> I swear to God. Like he's like, it's so super trafficy, and he's fucking I'm all like, over the place. I was just like, oh, dude, what the fuck? I'd rather be walking, dude. Like what in the hell? That's the we, beauty we get, about we get, be, of being fucked up. Dude, we get, we get to the hotel. <laughs> give it a shit, dude. We get up to the hotel, smoke some weed. And uh, Joey gets super fucked up. Like he crosses, he goes like, you know, there's like the... That pillow climb to get shitty. Yeah. And then he was on like, that. And you know, you like, you get real shitty and then you just like fall Peak. off the other side. Joey's like, well, sliding down the other side after we smoke weed. And Janet's like, no, we're going down. I'm like, Joey, I fucking just showed up here. Like, you can't take me back. So I'm going to have to pay for a taxi or I'm going to have to walk back. Like, get the fuck up. Let's go. And um, dude, the whole way down, he's yelling, pussy, cock, fucking butt sex like like as loud as he can top of his lungs he's wanting to go back to his room he's like a little kid dude oh he was, i was like this fucker up. dude and jenna's like oh, we're both trying to like he's like screaming dick and cock and stuff like through the casino and so we, we got into um the hamburger spot or whatever there for a little bit <laughs> that he's kept yelling shit the whole time like we kept, like, iron man and dog. uh 
Too so that, like all right, see you guys later. And um, <laughs> I went to go get a taxi. It's fucking like, dude, it's literally like thirty or forty bucks to take a taxi back to my hotel. And in my mind, oh my in my God. mind, I'm going, that's like one third of what I'm fucking making for the whole three fucking days I'm out here. I'm like, fuck that. I'm in the red, and, dude. And that, that's when I was walking a lot, you know. So I was like, well, fuck that. I'm fucking. Vegas can't be any scarier at night than our neighborhood. You know, like you're like uh, Greg Graffin, huh? I'm going for a walk. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, except the cool version. Like, uh, <laughs> like, like no, not professional version. Anyway, like I'm, not, I didn't mean that. Uh, <coughs> oh, dude, fucking read no, his dissertation. Dude fell asleep first chapter. Uh, it's gotta be on me. Anyway, like, uh, <laughs> so I I start walking and I check the taxis as, I'm, as I get another mile or something, I'll see like, <laughs> maybe it'll be like five bucks and then I'll just take the last of it home. Cause by this time it's like four in the morning. There was no Uber it's back like, then, huh? No, 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 there really wasn't like, um, and oh, like, um, dude. and I wasn't going to blow a third of my fucking Fuck money. That. Like I was already, I would have walked too. I was really upset that it was even that, that's, that I even came down to that I couldn't even afford a taxi back to my hotel. Oh, it's ridiculous. It like, yeah, You're going through your mind, pound, pounding I, your fucking oh, emotions dude. and brain, dude. But yeah, now I just have to think about fucking kiss, dude. <laughs> like, uh, and the Japanese girls rubbing my beard. It was like really surreal. Like, uh, uh, so like, um, I walked all the way to the hotel, dude. I got there at like five in the morning. I'd been on my feet since seven o'clock the day before. Exhausted, dude. Dude, I, beyond face down. <laughs> I was so mad. Like, uh, not mad, but the whole way back, I was like, Joey, you. Dickhead, motherfucker. Like, motherfucker, you couldn't even like. Fuck uh, and, you, dude. Uh, like, uh, yeah, like he was telling me all day. Yeah, come out. You can't be out here and not fucking hang out with us. Like, blah, blah, all fucking day, John and both of them. Oh, just right, bitching, huh? And then all we got, all I got was a burger and and him yelling cocks everywhere. <laughs> dude, yeah, a long did, walk home. Or uh, to yeah, your then, bed, dude, to your hotel. it was like. There's a couple of times where I was like, man, I'm just gonna find a little fucking little nook or cranny or somewhere <laughs> on the side of the street and just sleep for an hour because I was seriously like. Dragging my feet, you know, like uh, <laughs> this one said a nook and cranny, dude, or just I don't know, but uh, yeah, it was, it was like the longest day ever. But uh, and the next day, we got to see, got to go shoot behind the scenes of them signing books in the bookstore. Like, um, and I met a really cool dude from fucking Brazil that's the biggest fucking kiss fan ever, and I'm friends with him on Facebook now. Really, dude, yeah, he was he knew that they were shooting a video in the Hard Rock Cafe, but he didn't know for sure. Whereabouts? So he literally camped out by himself, not taking a piss break or shit break. Shut the fuck dude, listen, up, dude. Waiting just to, to for a chance to bump into one of them, just for like another chance encounter with them, like to have him sign something or take a picture, just something. And he knows knew, knows the manager by face too. So like, if you seen him too, like it would confirm that they're in there doing their music video or whatever. And um, I would talk to him when I go out to smoke cigarettes, and he would tell me how big of a Kiss fan, and I couldn't tell him what I was doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I, oh, I wanted you so bad because I knew that he would appreciate it. Oh, you know? fuck, dude. He would like, have loved so, all that dude, fucking insight, dude. Dude, well, it was cool. So I, went, I listened to him all day. Like, he was there the whole time we were there. And uh, I would go out and smoke, you know, 16 hours, however many times I went and smoked a cigarette. Like, he was there. And um, so the next, uh, the next night at their concert, we were backstage before um, they all came in. Um, the VIP, you know, people who paid a couple thousand dollars to get in there. Right. Um, they were outside online. Um, I went to go use the restroom. When I came back, they were just starting to let the line in. So um, into the room that we'd been in for a while where Kiss was at. And uh, so I came in and they were letting people in. And I, I just, I knew I had to start recording, you know, like um, do, actually do my job. So I, I grabbed myself real quick. And um, this guy came up behind me and grabbed me. And he, I turned around and it was that Brazilian guy, dude. And he has a Kiss tie on, buttoned up, all cleaned up. Like he looks like he's ready for like a job interview or something. Wow, Because he paid a couple thousand dollars to, get, to get where I was already at to where for him to like bump into me and see me and like go like realize, Oh shit, you were working with kiss. Like, and you, you 
all day yesterday. Tell me like what. How are you back here? Like, you know, <laughs> what's your story? Why do you got headphones on? Like with a uh, mic? I didn't and, uh, pay 2,500. So, like, I, t- so dude. I told him, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a dude. I couldn't tell you yesterday, man, but we were shooting the music video. And he's like, I knew it. Like, and I'm, uh, I'm sorry, man. I want to tell you really bad. And he's like, dude, he almost started crying when he's talking about like being back there, just about ready to see kiss, like meet kiss again. He came all the way from Brazil. Dude, dude? this guy's buff as fuck. He looks like a, like a ripped fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme or something. Shut the like, fuck up. Super, like, but he's super short. Like he probably like chopped my, like, like, karate chop your legs or something and he, he probably sliced through him or something you know like he's just just like this little dude and he started breaking down in front of me and dude how funny is that I was like I went to go like give him like a bro hug you know like dude I understand man and like it's, it's I, I get it you know but as soon as I'm reaching in to give him a hug he, he like like pushed me off he's like so what the fuck he's all in on you like <laughs> I was like dude you're fucking I like look around like I'm the fucking like I'm the idiot you're the one fucking practically crying like a little girl right now but I try and he was mad him. because of that he like he I, took it I personal think, I think it was I tell in Brazil the male men probably don't fucking hug each other no, like, or show affection weenie. or something that's what I assumed I don't know but like um, <laughs> he pushed me out uh, and he's and he, but he kept crying you know so shut the fuck yeah. up dude it was it was it was like uh, pretty awesome and now our friends on Facebook and I, I keep telling them I want to come down there dude Oh, that fool, really? Yeah. Like, I, dude, you look at, he's one of my friends on Facebook. He's the one that has the picture with him and Gene Simmons and half his face is painted a kiss. He's got their, oh, that's him? He's got their signatures tattooed on him. You're lying, fool. I swear to God. Like, so they signed his shit and he probably went down to a parlor and got it fucking done. That's what he did. Dude, he is fucking nuts, dude. And like, all the pictures of on social media, most of them, if they're not of his, like, like gorgeous Brazilian girlfriend or whatever, like um, there or a food there of uh, him playing like his Kiss guitar bass and uh, or guitar or bass and uh, or pictures with with Kiss or articles about Kiss. Like he's, but if you look, just by looking at him, you never know that he was like you know into rock and roll or anything. You know, it's just one of those dudes that's like super into Kiss, but he doesn't like have to wear makeup or anything. Well, at least not most of the time. God damn, yeah, Fraker, cool, that's man. fucking dude. <laughs> it's awesome working with uh, with Kiss, but also the fucking crazy story with the fucking punk ass director yeah. and all that shit. That all, the, all of it, it was like um very uh, global um, like experience, you know. Even though I didn't really like leave like uh, the fucking whirlwind, <laughs> the, dude. You know what I mean? Southern West, Southwest. Well, fuck yeah, dude. Well, thank you very much for doing this, dude. Fucking like always and shit, you know. Yep. Hey, yeah. stay faithful. Stay faithful <laughs> always. Keep shining, everybody. And oh, just want to let you know that I have a show coming up. Um, at Flappers in Claremont, but it's not going to be till December, but I'll go ahead and like uh, give you guys information now so we can pack that motherfucker out. And that's in uh, uh, Flappers in uh, Burbank. Not in Burbank. What am I talking about? I'm fucking retarded here. Flappers, they have one in uh, Burbank too. I'm going to be doing the Monday nights there, and I think it's going to be starting in November, and I'll give you that date as soon as they give it to me. But what's confirmed is Flappers a Comedy Club in um, Claremont, California, and that's uh, 532 West 1st Street. Claremont, California, 91711, and uh, that's upstairs, Flappers Comedy Club, and I'll be there. It's going to be Rodrigo Torres and the homies. I'll be going up last, doing my little headliner set, and uh, you can guys can get um, information, too, of that show on, you know, obviously social media, dude. You know, hit me up and all that shit, and I'll be posting that shit as soon as it comes out. And, um, yeah, man, thank you very much for uh, fucking um, listening to the podcast, and you guys have a wonderful rest of the week, dude. Yeah, man. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> Later, dude. Thanks for doing it. Later.